The worst thing you made me do was move out here with my children would be in a school with only one other black kid so they wouldn't be improperly influenced. Well, guess what, John? You the motherfucking improper influence. Get your shit, get your shit, get your shit, and get out. This week, waiting to exhale. Savannah, Bernadine, Robin, Gloria. Four friends determined to face reality. The one man I love is marrying got a kid. You tell her baby girl that her daddy loves her. To find the perfect love. Michael is not pretty, but he's available. You get the best loving in the world when a man is begging. To take control of their lives. I'm leaving you for her. You wait a minute. I give you 11 years of my life and you're telling me you're leaving me for another woman. And to make dreams come true. Would you like to have dinner with us tonight? There's just leftovers. Collard greens and cornbread, some candied yams, a little potato salad, fried chicken, peach cobbler, fruit slices of ham. I have no business eating it myself, big as I am. I like that. I like a woman with a little meat on her bones, you know? Give me some! 20th Century Fox proudly presents... But I have to admit, I haven't seen anything as splendid as you since I've been here. Okay, hold on now. Hold on. (laughs) You don't have to give me that look. Whitney Houston. I know if I left right now, it would be the wrong time. So we're going to have to wait a little bit longer than I expected. You see, the more I think about it, the more I look at you, you look like the scum of the earth. Angela Bassett. I need somebody to hold me, even if it is a damn lie. Leela Rashan. Does he think he just did something here? I could have had a V8. And Loretta Devine. Oh, God, I hope he's not watching me walk away. (laughs) All right. He's watching. (laughs) In a story of the challenges that make us stronger. I always thought if I gave him what he needed, he'd give me what I needed. You know... Some of us are still on that dream trip, girl. And the friends that get us through it all. Waiting to Exhale. Directed by Forrest Whitaker. Welcome back to We Watch This, the uh, movie podcast. Wow. I have been waiting and waiting and waiting to do this episode. I am super excited to do Waiting to Exhale, guys. Uh, this week, we have, of course, Rain Coleman, co-host of the show, and 
Calamity Red is here once again to what? talk about. Wow. <laughs> one hell of a one hell of a movie. I can tell you that much. Yeah. yeah. Oh, first of all, guys, how y'all doing? Y'all doing good? Mm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to exhale. I'm waiting to exhale. That's what I'm doing. You probably have already exhaled. What's wrong with I, you? I, I have to wait. I don't these are good fans, Savannah, so I don't I don't know if I can exhale yet. Oh my gosh. I am super ex I've been waiting with you guys don't know the background of what we've been waiting on just to do this movie and what we've had to go through just to get hey. to this point in the in this season of the podcast, but it's all right. It's already it's completely worth it, guys. So much to unload. Waiting to Exhale came out December the 22nd, 1995. This was based on a book from Terry McMillan, who in the 90s was on fucking fire. She had a shit ton of books. Women was reading them. She was on Oprah. She was and and women started to uh see that niggas ain't shit. This is when the niggas ain't shit oh. movement started. I'm just playing. They start to see it. <laughs> okay, we knew it. <laughs> Let me ask you guys a question. Did any have you any one of you read this book before? Or any of Terry McMillan's books, to be honest? I feel like I've read maybe one. It wasn't this one. Yeah, same. It wasn't memorable though, because I don't remember what it was. Yeah. And then when I read one of her books, it was like taking one from one of my like Afrocentric cousins. And so like I had a business <laughs> reading it already. So I'm like, I'll I don't know that I quite remember, but I know I haven't read this book now. Right. I haven't read any of Terry McMillan's book. I don't think I never thought they were for me. Now that I think about it, maybe I might go back and do that. Now Terry McMillan was uh very famous with a lot of the uh, black women um, being single or moving into relationships or so on and so forth. They they weren't smut books like you would get with uh, some of the Zane. other. Yeah, with Zane. <laughs> they they weren't on, those man. types of books. These were about real relate. I think the biggest thing is, and uh, Terry McMillan uh, talking to Oprah, these are just relationships that she had with her girl. Like it was just her books were based on her and her girlfriends having conversations. And real relationship that actually a lot of this stuff actually happened in life. Um, is this movie the quintessential black woman movie? Red. Hmm. I'm trying to think if I would say uh, there's another. Um, I think it's very good at showing like our friendships, like friendships between black women and how you kind of run into sometimes you don't be agreeing with the fuck your friends be doing. Like, sometimes you're like, girl, come here. Uh, so I think that it's a very good look into what black female relationships, friendships look like. Mm. And I think it was a good look into like relationships in general because each of them had a dysfunction that I feel like everybody can relate to. Mm -hmm. Each of them had like an issue in in their romantic situation. So, the quintessential black female movie. I don't know. I would I would have to think about that before I would answer my my off the cuff response when you said it was to say no, but I also can't think of what I would say is. So, so when you look up this movie or when you talk about this movie, the other movies that pop up are How Stella Got a Groove Back, Soul Food, um, Love Jones, 
uh, set it off. Um, those are the type of movies that pop up. Here's black movies. <laughs> here's a problem. Here's a problem that I have with what they list this movie as. This movie, every listing that I find, it's listed as a comedy. Rain, is this what? is waiting to exhale a comedy? <laughs> no, Look, it's comedic. No, I, see, and that's gonna make me think that white folks is just like old niggas is in it, and there we go. No, I, I think this is more like a slice of life type of movie. Like, there's comedic parts to it, but that's just because, hell, shit, life is funny. Yeah. Uh, but no, as far as the comedy, why the who lists this as a comedy? Who? Uh, IMDb? IMDb, Wikipedia actually why? has it listed why? like that. Um, it's a couple other sites that have it listed as a comedy. But when I, when I, when I, when I rented it, actually, when I rented it, from, right. when I rented it from YouTube, YouTube has it listed as a comedy. And that's that's the thing that's going to piss me off because that's the type of shit that's going to fuck up whatever ratings it has. Um, I'm a part of the book community. I write writers and whatnot. And that's a big issue for a lot of authors is that people, when you have a property that could be in two or three different genres, but the dominant one is the one that you usually want to label it as and let them know there are elements like it's fantasy, but there's elements of romance so that you don't get people like, oh, fuck this shit. They was in space and I didn't they didn't kiss once. Like, that's why you can't like and as a fan, you have to manage your expectations, but you also have to deal with the facts. Where in the fuck in this movie? Is there? I would label Love Jones a comedy before this, mm. and that's damn show not even a comedy. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. How can you not like cancer? Like, oh, it's so many like serious <laughs> ass things. Lost a baby. <laughs> So typically in Hollywood, when it comes to black films, especially black films at this point in the 90s, you were either a comedy or a comedy. <laughs> like it was, I don't think there was an in-between. Sometimes they would probably sprinkle a little bit of drama over your title to um, kind of, you know, but I mean... At this point in time, and I think in several movies that we've talked about as far as the nineties is, especially Rain is so eloquently pointed out on a lot of times. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a movie of the times. That that time, that's what they wanted to list it as. Now it, it I think a lot of the um powers that be won't change it because it's a movie from nineteen ninety five, but mm-hmm. I've always looked at this movie as a drama. I've never yeah, looked at it as a, a as a comedy. <laughs> There's no way you wouldn't label fucking fried green tomatoes as a comedy. What the fuck? Exactly. Steel magnolias. That's not a yeah. comedy. So no, fuck that. That's racism. That's exactly what it is. You won't take things black women serious. Black women are the most disrespected fucking people on the planet. I'd say next up is people that are dark skinned or well, dark skinned women mm-hmm. of any race. So you mean to tell me that this movie? This movie, even by the trailer, the shit ain't funny. This movie. It was nothing funny about the trailer. That was like, that's what I'm saying. I feel like this is now you're laughing at the suffering of a black woman at this point. Like, and not to say the whole film is just nothing but suffering, but like, come on, man. This ain't. So what is Stella got a groove back? Is that a comedy too? Or do do you know if you don't know that's. I don't. I didn't look for that listing. Yeah, that that's some that's some shit. Because there's yeah. no way this. Yeah, I'm pissed off now. No. Wow, I wasn't. I wasn't going for that. <laughs> I wasn't get trying to get, get your get shit. Your shit. 
Ooh, I gotta. Uh, when we get to the movie nerd, when we get to these categories, some of this movie nerd knowledge, it's some stuff that y'all don't even know. Red, Angela Bassett, too good for this movie because she acted her ass off. She was acting her ass off. Was think, uh, was uh, was Angela Bassett too big for this movie? I don't think so. I don't think so because I feel like Bernard. I feel like her role, like who she played required that mm, like it needed an Angela Bassett in that role so because like those moments her moments on the screen especially like after he left when she was trying to figure it out are some of the most powerful moments in that movie now we waited. Like, let her talk. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna say? Well, that was improv. Well, oh wait, is that part of your nerd? Yeah, movie nerd now just okay, coming. It's coming. Mind. It's coming. Look at you doing. Some- are you looking it up? Oh now? no, I knew this. I knew this. You know, I knew t- this is a staple in black household. But but it like that her the character that she played needed that. Mm-hmm. So no, I because I can't imagine putting somebody in that role that that wasn't as good as she was because mm-hmm. that was such a center part of the movie. Like her story and like that, what happened with her was a like, lot. I mean, all of them had their relationships, huh. but her shit was. And so I I don't think so. I, I wouldn't say that she was too big for it. No. What do you say, Ray? That's a yeah, fuck this movie. No, um, I think everybody, no, no, I don't think she was too big. Cause one, looking at the 90s, black people making movies or getting movies made and who was being cast and what role, I don't, I cannot see another woman playing Bernadine. Or is it Bernadine or Bernadette? No, Bern, just call her Bernie. Bernadine. Just call her Bernie. Bernadine. I I can't see anybody else playing her. And I, I honestly don't feel like anybody in this cast, nobody was too big for this um film mainly because this is based off a Terry McMillan book. This Mm -hmm. isn't some random script that some white man in Hollywood put together. Like Because you're you're, um, bringing to life these characters that this black woman who was like on fire in the 90s like you said, uh, with with, I don't think, even if someone else had to play that part Mm. well I can't say that. Um, I think the casting was pretty damn good for all of them, but I don't think Angela was too big. I think she kind of made the movie. Let me let me go over. I usually do this later on in podcast, but I wanted to bring that question to the forefront because she was so good in this. I think okay. I'm probably going to get some. Y'all probably going to think I'm crazy for this. I feel like mm-hmm. she did an Oscar worthy performance in this fucking like in her role in this movie. Yeah, for it? some strange reason, every every time I watch, every time I see this movie, and I see Angela Bassett in her role. She plays this to the T. Let me name. Let me mm-hmm. let me tell you what she did before. Uh, five movies. Uh, let's do five five six movies she did before uh, this. Ninety two. She did Malcolm X. Ninety two. She also did the Jacksons, the American Dream. Uh, she played Catherine Jackson. Ninety three. She played What's Love Got. To, she played Tina Turner. What's Love Got to Do with It. Come on. Nineteen ninety five. She played Betty Shabazz and Panther. 95, she also did Strange Days. 95, she also did Vampire in Brooklyn. 1995, and then after that, it was uh, Way to Exhale. Mm, Hell of a run. And the reason why I'm saying, was, I'm asking, was she too big? A lot of black actresses did not have that type of run with those types of movies at that time. Oh, <laughs> we was in the middle of the Angela Bassett conversation. Yes, yes. Um, so just 
Uh, all right. So she just came off of that great movie run mm-hmm. and she was doing really well. So that's why I was saying, hey, was she too big or was she too good of an actress to be in this movie? No, nah, because how how is she sure that she's going to get another role? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, and this isn't a... Not that there's not a place for it, but this isn't like a welfare queen. This isn't a deadbeat dad type of role. Mm-hmm. So with you having her having this like phenomenal run, even being a big name in the 90s, there are so many people we've talked about on this podcast and others that are household names to black people. But it's not until years later, take case in point, Chris Williams from Black Lightning. White folks know him you know, on site, but they didn't know him from living single when we did. So all that being said, just because she had this phenomenal run, you're also a black woman as an actress in the nineties. Mm. So, you know, the, the wrong person could say, Oh, she's hard to work with, or she's too manly, or she's not what we're looking for. Like there's so many other things that could have been said. So I don't think not that she needed to just take anything, but for the roles that were out there in the nineties, mm-hmm. yeah, this this is a damn good one to have as your sixth or seventh film. Come on, like and if you look at the other cast members, like even if you don't like think that Whitney Houston is a phenomenal actress, she's a mm. huge name. There we like, go. So Angela Bassett, I I would even say is not even the biggest name in this no. movie. Mm-hmm. Not that time. Really, she's the biggest actress. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't even know that because Loretta Devine and Loretta Devine had to run in Dream Girls. Dream Girls. I, I can't. I want to do that movie. If you're looking so at bad. white folks again, I'm yeah. sorry, I got to go back to white folks because it is the '90s yeah. where our creative control wasn't the same as it is now. Yeah. Whitney Houston, I think, would because well, she's the, the Michael Jackson analog. Yeah. Like, you so know, she would be the biggest name on the movie and not Angela Bassett. So, mm-hmm. for Angela Bassett being an actress going into a movie that has Whitney Houston and huh. get all of this. On uh, exposure was, because mm-hmm. of Whitney Houston, it was actually a good mm-hmm. career move for her if you look at it that way. Come on. So, not for Layla the funny thing about this was uh, where uh, you guys are going with uh, Angela Bassett was the first person that was actually talked to. to, to mm-hmm. She was the first woman casted for the movie. This was, no, this we, is again, when you look at it from an acting because that's what you want for a movie, you want good actresses, but you mm-hmm. also want somebody that's gonna get a movie exposure. That makes sense from an acting perspective mm-hmm. that she would be the first person that you could mm-hmm. talk to. Mm-hmm. But again, you when the- you're trying to think about building like getting the movie out there and getting it in front of white audiences, which is gonna mean more money for the producers of the movie. Then yeah, I could see looking at also putting Whitney Houston in there because of what that. Oh, was we gonna we gonna we gonna get to Whitney. But you also look at the roles that they occupy. Like they are all great and solid, but there's no way Whitney Houston could have been Bernie. There's no way. So even (laughs) if she's like a casting just by name only, they picked the right character for her. They did. Yeah. Because I don't think she could have done those other roles justice. And a real quick sidebar to what Mm -hmm. you said earlier, Cole, about it being an Oscar worthy performance, which you gotta understand with black performances. If you look at what has won Oscar, it's a lot of Oscar worthy black mm-hmm. people that Come on. won Oscars. Come like on. well, well beyond the ones that have won. I got mm-hmm. that's a whole other soapbox mm-hmm. argument that we can get into. But her it being Oscar worthy, unfortunately, don't mean nothing for the time. Right. Even now, shit, it's hard to get an Oscar as a black person if you're not playing bullshit ass roles mm-hmm. that they feel like are quintessential black. Come on. 
So, so I we and this will wrap up the Angela Bassett conversation. But, um, how many times do you think Angela Bassett has been nominated for an Oscar? Um, seven zero. Maybe not. I'm trying to think of the movies that she's been in. Because again, you gotta understand how the Academy look at. Shit. Well, did you see that run I just gave y'all? She just had that. Um, that's them. That don't black mean ass, anything. I love black it. ass movies. Black Look, Denzel Washington didn't play amazing roles, amazing role. John Q, amazing mm-hmm. role, and he won for motherfucking Training Day. Okay, <laughs> a crooked like, ass cop, right? And then um, even their their own people, Leo, didn't he take like four hundred years for he even? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, I'm gonna say <laughs> either one or none. Yeah, because I mean the the movies, the greatness of the movies, unfortunately, is it comes to all like Oscar, that don't matter. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's no. Tina Turner, if anything. Yeah, she probably ain't been nominated. You, look, you looked it. You looked it up, man. I know you did. Yes, one, no, one, no, one nomination. She got nominated for playing Tina Turner. White people love Tina Turner. That's why I said it. I ain't look okay. up shit. Yep. She, you know, that's again in that camp with Michael. White folks, they, they, some of us, they love, and Ra- she was one of them. Rainby Chino. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> boy, I'll be drinking. So here, here goes the other okay. side. Here goes the other side of the coin with that. Whitney Houston, was she playing herself in this in this role of Savannah? <laughs> <laughs> I would laugh because it's, it's, it's so mean. I was thinking of oh. cracked out Whitney. Okay, oh. anyway, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that she was playing herself, but um. she was damn close to me. <laughs> I feel like that was her before she got with Bobby. I pretty she was like, "Hey, this nigga no, right here ain't think, shit." So <laughs> the Bobby conversation. Let me say something. Let me say this about Bobby. <laughs> I look, and Bobby Brown is is a whole level of fuckboy. He is. However, mm. I do think that he get a lot of blame mm-hmm. for that situation mm-hmm. with Whitney that may not be fair. I don't know that he she became who she was. I think that we got to see maybe who she was. Like Whitney might have just been that chick. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that. All that because she was with Bobby. So like I think Savannah's character is who the world thought Whitney Houston was. Mm, I could see that. I don't know that it's actually not, so I don't know that she was playing herself. I think she was playing the the person that people thought she was. Mm-hmm. But like I don't think Bobby changed her like a whole lot. I don't I don't think he was as bad of an influence as he gets the rap for. Mm-hmm. Um she made some some shitty ass decisions, you know. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And she was um, a diva. She was a fucking diva. Here we go. So like, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like No, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. I think she Savannah was the character that people thought Whitney Houston was before we found out about, you know, the crack. Mm, right. Yeah, I, I would think she she I was thinking like she was playing herself pre-Bobby Brown, even though around about this time, if I'm not mistaken, this is when they got engaged. So who knows? Mm. I think you know how you you may be really good at like hiding something, and y'all know I'm a therapist, so bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> but you know how you're good at at like hiding or like you know, we have like um the face that we put on for like work. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like that's what we saw Whitney. And then when she got mm-hmm. with Bobby, she just got real comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so instead of just being the nigga at home, like we do <laughs> and different at work, she was the nigga, mm-hmm. the nigga all the time. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I feel like, 
when she got with, I just don't feel like it was a huge change. Like, I feel like the world look at her like she was this darling and she was so innocent and so sweet. If you and look at the beginning of her career, she was, came. though. So what? If you look at the beginning of her career, she was. I think that she was a lot more controlled. Yep. And I think at that time. And so mm-hmm. the people around her who wanted her to have this this like particular image mm-hmm. were a lot more in control. And then I think Bobby came in and, and all of that shit stopped. Mm-hmm. And she just they didn't have as tight a reign on her anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I, I think happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the same. I think the same. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I do. Yeah, fuck boys. So do not get me miss don't mm-hmm. misunderstand. Bobby Brown yeah, but has she a girl too. Shit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I feel do, like he get a yeah. bad rap for this, and all of it wasn't him. Right. Yeah. I was Especially saying that. When, oh, go ahead. No, I mean I was saying that a few years ago. I was just like, yeah, I gotta get out Bobby Brown. But yeah, I think he yeah. gets a really bad rap for that. Yeah, yeah, and I, and and also think about the nineties. You had your celebrity news came from TV shows and like gossip mags. It wasn't instant like today. So she could be more uh, particular or could craft a persona much better than you could now. Mm. You know, now it takes a lot uh, yeah. with social media and whatnot. And even look at, you know, what's going on with Britney Spears and her conservatorship and stuff. It's like there, mm. though it may not be a one for one um, beat for beat Whitney and uh, Britney, but the very fact that Britney is dealing with X, Y, and Z from her family, her estate, you have to, at least lend your imagination to there could have been some of that going on back then mm. in a, in a, maybe a, a different scale, but mm. no, I think, so I don't think Whitney was playing herself. I think she was playing the character. Um, now if you think she's a good actress or not, that's, that's a whole nother thing. Mm. But I think that with all of this conversation about this movie in particular, if you look at one of my favorite movies, the bodyguard, it's essentially the, what you guys were saying, this pop star who is controlled has a stalker and have the love interest and all that. But all in all, the story is a pop star who is controlled and has to have a certain image, mm-hmm. but it's kind of bucking the system and fighting against that. So I think maybe, uh, was it Sheila? What was her name? And whatever, but Sabina. whoever she played, no, no, no. In, oh, um, in uh, Bodyguard. In Bodyguard. Yeah. I think whoever <laughs> she played in Bodyguard was probably more closely aligned with Whitney yeah. than Savannah was. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Mm. I agree with that. Yeah, I still I still enjoyed Whitney Houston. I just felt like Angela was so good in this movie, and I think a lot of this to me it was a vehicle for Whitney's to branch out into doing movies because she wasn't bad. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. she wasn't, but I don't think so. I don't think it's a fair comparison though. Mm-hmm. Angela Bassett is an actress. Yeah, no, Whitney no. Houston is a singer turned actress that was doing this, but she that's not her craft. Mm. No, the reason why I brought this up is just is two sides of this thing, man, because we know we know a lot of people were real into Whitney was huge at this point in time in her career. And I just think like it was just I just look at it. I'm not comparing them. I'm just saying this was a more of a vehicle for Whitney to branch out into acting if she wanted to do that. Mm -hmm. Whereas Angela Bassett was just so good and she ate up so many of the scenes in this movie. It just. It kind of oh, it just overpowered what Whitney was supposed to do or what was supposed to happen agree. with it. 
Really? I don't agree. No, because of the way the women are introduced and the stories that they have, I felt like this was a very accurate depiction of not only a black woman friend group, but a friend group, period. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like every woman brought exactly what they needed to that role. Mm -hmm. Again, I still think Angela outacted everybody, but the role that she had called for something entirely different than Gloria. They needed a full-figure woman who could act. Mm -hmm. they need with savannah you wanted somebody who was conventionally attractive who you could root for and be like damn why can't she be with somebody but then it's like oh you also kind of the villain because you would have married man so i think the roles were casted very well maybe not homegirl you know the fourth wheel but mm, we're gonna get to that because i gotta recast hey, it for that i gotta re hey, i recast it that part for real. hey because i mean she's and, and she's not even weak per se I just think that she's very out of all the four women. I don't want to say generic, but I think she's the one that was not strong enough to carry this on her own. If need be. Okay. Okay. Maybe that doesn't make sense. I feel like every woman that they cast did a good job portraying the role, mm -hmm. but, um, Rochelle, 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 Rashawn. I'm sorry. God damn it. I'm all over the place. She is the one wine. that I feel like could have been, recasted and the story still would have I, I can see anybody else playing her i can't see another woman playing savannah i mean i can intellectually but whitney houston is savannah to me mm -hmm. i can't I, see another one you 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 disagree red i don't disagree but i think that it's part of the what the character was robin mm -hmm. was like this shallow ass you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. she's a she's a She's a character that I feel like could be easily played. Let me just mm. kind of generic. The character was mm -hmm. okay. Let me yeah. let me and say something. Let me let me throw something in there real quick too. I think the beginning of the the opening of the movie really explained their characters very mm -hmm. well. Like when Lil Rashawn's character is just like I like to I like big I like what is it? I like big boys with big sticks or. I like mm. to play with boys with big sticks or something like that. And mm -hmm. she always talks about I never can get a man that's like worth something i can't remember word for word but like when the when the movie first comes on when it first opens and each one of them like all you see is the credits and they're yeah. and they all have voiceovers and they're all just mm -hmm. talking about like what's going on the deal is the men in denver are dead no wonder i'm changing towns again it's gotta be better in phoenix I gotta pick up the babysitter, pick up my gown, stop and get John's tux. Ooh, I clone myself. But I wouldn't have time for the surgery. I don't know why I always pick the wrong men to fall in love with. My weakness is pretty boys with big sticks. I don't know why Tariq has to spend New Year's Eve with his homies. He sees them every day. Plus, there are going to be all these drunk fools in the streets. He didn't more fun at all with me watching videos. Just want you to know that if you search... I think that really explains their characters very well, that very beginning of the movie. I thought that was very mm -hmm. well done. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I also, really quickly, I love that this movie is in Arizona. Yes! Because I can't think of another black film 
a predominantly black cast that's in Arizona, like it's in California or New York. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't think of another, and I don't know if Terry McMillan lived there or if the the book was actually set in Arizona or what, but Mm -hmm. I just like that you got a film with like deserts, shit, shit, places where you know a motherfucker growing up in Detroit might not think people, black people, lived there. You know, <laughs> I didn't. Might have been, but that's what I'm saying. Like that might have piqued the interest of somebody because hell, yeah. the whole reason I wanted to go to HBCU was because of a different world. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like, I think I like that in this black film, it was more than like I'm in this neighborhood in the east, or mm-hmm. I'm in this neighborhood in the west. So yeah. I did appreciate that. Yeah. Uh how you? How do you guys feel? I'll start with you, Red. How do you feel about Gloria and her ex-husband and the whole conversation about... Um, so we get a scene where he comes to visit his son. Uh, we find out that he was uh, bisexual. He slept there last time that he was, he, he, was th- he was there. And then they go into... Now he's gay. How do you feel? First of all, uh, played by uh, I can't pronounce his name, but Esposito. I, <laughs> <laughs> like I can't pronounce. This is Gregory Hines, man. That's that ain't Gregory Hines. Uh, uh, no, Gregory Hines was the new guy. Is is um, is one? Uh, Carl, I think it's one. Oh, is, the nigga who everybody want to claim is black, but I don't think he's. I think he's one, like Afro Caribbean <laughs> or some shit. Like one Carlo Esposito, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say Gregory Hines. You did. I said that. Oh man. Oh um, yeah. what do you think about this scene? What what do you think about the whole situation? <sighs> so you we I feel like we talked about this previous, <laughs> like before we started recording, about how I there's not a lot of things that I would get really upset about in a relationship, but mm-hmm. I would really don't like when people are not honest, like something like that. And I mean, I guess if you don't know anyway, even if it was, let's say he wasn't gay, let's say he wasn't bisexual. Uh, if you know that this woman is still in love with you and still want to be with you, like you need to move in a way that make like, you know that staying the night and all of that when you know how she is, you know, and she still got this hope mm-hmm. <laughs> that shit is going to turn around. Like, I just, I felt very sorry for her. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, girl. <laughs> no. <laughs> John Carlo, John, like, let it know. His name is John Carlo Esposito. I, I, had, to, I had to get it phonetically, but I found it. John Carlo Esposito. Oh. Popular Spanish song everybody will sing. Was it? It wasn't Esposito. It was Esposito. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) it's not relevant anyway. (laughs) Mm. But I felt really bad for her, like because. And again, I feel like this movie, the movie overall, and that scene, Mm. it just overall depicts how relationships really are. Like you. Mm You'll be knowing shit ain't gonna work. Like you know you need to walk away from some boot. Like you know, you hey. know. And even though you know, you still sitting up here in his face, like trying to convince him. Like this is, girl, oh. no. <laughs> walk away. Mm-mm. Shit. 
Ray, how do you feel about the scene with? Uh, I loved it. I'm, I'm glad he broke our heart. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, no, no, no. Look, because Ray was like, "What the fuck?" No, <laughs> no um, it. I I empathize with him, um, because on I agree with everything you said, Ray, and I think there's no excuse. Um, to string someone along, because even if you're broken up, you know, if you're with someone long enough, you understand body language, intention, attraction, things that you do to like turn them on and piss them off. So that I think there's no excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, however, having lived that life, <laughs> I, um, I understand the um, delayed like awakening, for lack of a better term, where it's like as a queer person, you do come to terms with a lot of stuff much later than your um heterosexual counterparts now with that being said i don't think we got enough of his backstory for me to be like oh well, this nigga you know he went through such and such but i can infer from what was on the screen that maybe he got with gloria and had every intention on doing right but then at some point was like this ain't for me Mm-hmm. But that's still no excuse um, because I feel like once you're married, there is conversations that have to be had, even the tough ones. So even if it's I'm dealing with, you know, my sexuality and then you as the wife are like, OK, we can work through this. That's one thing. But if he he laid all this shit on her when we met him, you know, yeah, what I'm saying? like this wasn't exactly. a previous conversation. So <laughs> I um I empathize with him. But at the same time, it's like the divorces happen you've moved away and then they he first of all he's fucking terrible to my wife i've come to see my son and let him know he has to make the next move you are an adult you are the one in power gay straight non-binary or whatever you are the one that created this person Mm -hmm. so regardless if you come to arizona every fucking year and this boy don't want to see you you still have to put in the effort this is a child 17 7 not 30, but like maybe like 20 something. Like, you still have to put in the work. So, I was more upset at that, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> which shows my bias. But yeah, I think it was wrong. Um, and, and now, if, if when he came by the last time, that was the thing that was like, okay, I'm not bisexual, I'm actually gay, I'm fine with that. But it is still. Why wasn't there a conversation had before you got here? Because I mean, he, he said it. He said it in the middle of the conversation when they was talking. He was like, what hey, you know, I've always been bisexual. He was like, I didn't really react to you last time I was here. Mm-hmm. He said, I finally came to the terms that I'm gay. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, I mean, th- but, there you have it no, right there. She, not, was, no, she was, no, no, she was looking for him to spend the night again. And he was just like, right. I'm gay now. But what I'm saying is you knew about this, um, this, this thing about you prior to showing up. That's my thing. So it's fine if we both know you bisexual, cool. But my thing is when you slept with her last time and that didn't elicit a response, if for him that's the thing that's like, okay, now I know I'm gay. Even if you left and called her, some conversation should have been had prior to showing up because now you've set the expectation that we're going to sleep together. Whether we fuck or not, you're my child's father, you're sleeping in my room. You know what I'm saying? Like, so the, so the latest on her, because you frustrated, it's like, so fucking what if you frustrated? Mm-hmm. Imagine how the fuck she feels. You know what I'm saying? So, again, I empathize with him. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, you can't be moving so fucking... Sh- and it's uncomfortable. Yeah, but nigga, you laid down and had a kid with this woman. Mm-hmm. You married this woman. Nobody put a gun to your head. You decided that this is the life you wanted to lead. That has changed, which you have every right for it to change. But if you're not 
like, who's to say she couldn't have been out with another nigga? You know what I'm saying? Like, you're getting in the way of happiness that she could have had. And you're like, oh, she's grown. She ain't got a way of feeling. But she has been. And that's been the pattern. And we both have acted within this pattern. So, yeah, she could have just got another nigga. But at the same time, I don't know. I just feel like he was ultimately wrong. Mm. Even if she knew he was bisexual, she didn't know he was gay. Mm. She found out when we found out. And uh, as far as the son, I just wanted a quick sidebar about that. One of the things that I like, I tell folks, or that I don't think people realize like when they come out or when they like, yes, you today are in a good place with this. You ready to come out. You've had years to get to this point. You mm-hmm. cannot expect that people are going to immediately be accepting of it mm-hmm. in five seconds after you tell them. So saying that it's on him, my, on my son, that like you got it. No, you've had your whole life to come to terms with this. You had mm-hmm. all these internal struggles, internal battles with yourself and now you just expect him to just as then at seventeen to just be like, oh, okay, like no, you got to give them time. Well, really, at it first, take it as much time as it took you, but you cannot expect them to give you this automatic. Except it's just not. So how at works. first, it was really about them visiting each other, and mm-hmm. then later on in the movie, because he didn't know his dad was gay or anything. Um, I think the original conversation was, "Man, I keep showing up to try to meet see my son, and my son don't yeah. want to fuck with me." And then it got to a point where. You know, Loretta, it seems like Gloria wasn't going to tell him at all. And he, she let it slip. And he was just like, oh, my dad's gay now. Well, that ain't what he said. Oh, but. Nigga, he said, I can say it. He said, my dad's a fag. Yeah, I can say it. <laughs> nigga, I can say it. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> I clutched my grown-ass pearls. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> God damn it, not Murray. No. <laughs> oh, shit. But no, yeah. Yeah, he said it. He said it. And uh, he this went, is this the only reason why Cole had me on this podcast? This is the only reason why I can say that line. I know he was like, "I want you for one movie." You're on every you episode. <laughs> you're on every I episode. I can't say since I want you to say this. Yeah, <laughs> fucked up, y'all. Being a token. <laughs> you good for what you good for? Oh, but yeah, okay, Mister Badass shit. Oh, I didn't. The only the, the real the only real problem I had, to be honest, was just seeing his son. Like it felt like he he wasn't trying because you know his son was just like yo. I only see him like every like three years. He just drop off or he come by and or every six months or something like that. And he doesn't he doesn't really. I was like, man, see your kid, bro. What's wrong with you hey, seeing your son? A conversation, a phone call. Yeah. Like why is there not a weekly phone call? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And then I'm thinking, how the fuck did y'all get out here? Like, was he here and he moved away? Or like, what's I would assume so because Murray Probably. was Murray. Yeah. The, um, son was in. He was a senior. He said but, Murray. Right. Look, I'm stuck on. He was like <laughs> fucking clueless. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh that, that, that's the name. Tariq. <laughs> but, <laughs> and I just know his daddy moved to Stop. California. Leave the wine alone, damn it. Leave the wine alone, please. Hey. He might have went to Atlanta. I don't know, man. And well, well, you know, that's also <laughs> it'll get far enough away. You know, Freak Nick was popping back then, right? So, mm-mm. All right, Esposito. Getting that Esposito. Giancarlo, his name is Giancarlo Esposito. Yes. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> and that's, look, that's exotic. You really going to pull him with that. How long did it take for you to stop hating Leon after this movie? Leon played Russell. And my mom seen this movie, and my mom was like, "That nigga ain't shit. He ain't shit." 
my mom because my mom thinks leon is super fine he says that's a good leon looking that's a that's a good look that's a good but it took a little while to get over his his it took a while for him but so for me i think i didn't have trouble getting he didn't play so many fucked up roles. Like <laughs> he be doing bullshit. Like and honestly, now not then because this I hadn't seen this then. But now whenever I see him, all I see is ain't nobody coming to see you. <laughs> From the temptation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he didn't play like he's. It's not like okay. So my story for this is that my mom loved Lawrence Fishburne. Okay, right. well, let me tell you something. Boys in the hood. <laughs> Furious, like my mama wanted her some furious. Right. Okay. <laughs> when what's love got to do with it came out, she ain't fucked with him since mm. he played. Oh, oh, he did that good. He did he really way too did. good for her. She ain't fucked with him since then. Right. Okay. Oh. So for me, it was such a because he hit the roles that Lawrence Fishburne had been playing before that were like these cool good guy roles, and then mm. he played like the ultimate bad guy. Mm. Leon been a fuck boy in movies. Like he been doing bullshit. He did bullshit in the five heartbeats. Like <laughs> I think this is the first hey. time my mom looked past how fine he was Into, okay. and was just like. He just, especially that part when he was just, when she was, towards, at the end of the movie, she was like, I'm pregnant and it's yours. And he was like, I'm pregnant. He was like, but it ain't mine. And he was just, she was like, we don't need, neither one of us need you. And she was just like, that nigga just ain't, he just ain't nothing. He just ain't nothing. Go over there and sleep with her. You know, my mom was like, go over there and sleep with her. And then just, oh, oh, it took a while. Uh, it, it didn't take me nothing. I didn't give a damn who I was more mm. pissed off at was uh John. Mm. I had me. I was a kid when this movie came out. So chronologically, even though Soul Food came out after, I was so I associated him with infidelity as a child. Oh. So for oh, me, it was God, like was fuck him. You know what I'm saying? Like so, fuck the family. Though, <laughs> though Russell was like his own type of fuck boy for me. I'm sorry, y'all. I got uncles like this. Thing. You know what I'm saying? I got like so, so I was, you know what I'm saying? I was, I was, you know, my granddaddy was a Russell nigga. I got a, a, a auntie that's a year younger than me. So, you know, I don't. Doing it. So for me, it wasn't, it, I don't know. I guess John, I was like, man, this nigga can't stop oh, was fucking around on his yeah. women. Okay. It's not that I thought other certain women deserve this treatment, but it was just like, I was so used to seeing a Russell in my everyday life. It was like, all right, I can like subconsciously as a child, I can excuse this, but a, a nigga that's John in his big ass house in Arizona. And when you went, uh, home girl, the cousin visit. So it was him for me. Okay. You since, know? since we already on this, let's go ahead and move into John. Ugh. Was John the worst man in the movie? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say so. Just because of how apathetic he was to mm. what he was doing. Like, he didn't give a fuck. Like, mm. you ruined. Like, this woman has given up everything to you. You got children. Got to play the background in my foreground. Home. So what? You got to play the background in my foreground. Bernie. <laughs> Burton, you got to play the background to my foreground. Hey, honestly, what is no? Honestly, when I was watching this, <laughs> what I kept thinking about was that 
um, series, Dirty John, on Netflix. Not season one, but season two uh, with the white woman. I think it's Betty something. I was like, they, Betty and Bernie need to, like, because the shit that white woman's husband put her through was very much close to what the fuck John did. To, like, it was it was similar. I said, and both of these hoes, well, Betty was in the 80s, but they was close enough that they should have got a fucking <laughs> series or something, because, man, fuck that nigga. But, yes, my bad. Go ahead. He, and, I mean, it was, there was an added layer, especially... I'm sure for black women that the fact that he left her for a white woman, but mm. ha- even if the woman had been black, he just the way he did that whole shit mm-hmm. fucked up. Wow. He was a horrible person. Mm. I do not feel like going to another one of these boring affairs. Bernie? Yes. Would you be terribly disappointed if we didn't go to the party tonight? Crushed. What? I guess there's no appropriate time to tell you this, but I'm going to the party, just not with you. She. She? Yes. She doesn't want to be alone tonight, and I was thinking, why should she be? It's that bitch who keeps your books, isn't it? And you picked tonight to flaunt your whore in front of all your business partners and your friends. What the hell are they supposed to think, John? The truth. Finally, the truth. I'm leaving you for her. This is a test of the emergency broadcast system. This is only a test. Don't worry. You can have the house and you know I'll take care of my kids. You wait a minute. I give you 11 fucking years of my life and you're telling me that you're leaving me for a white woman? Would it be better if she were black? No, it'd be better if you were black. And I wanted to kick him in the nuts, to be honest with you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. I agree cuz you it's one thing to be a drug user and a terrible like date. You know, cuz I'm not tied to you. It's an it's another thing not to say that Russell wasn't bad, but it's another thing to be like, "Oh, is the baby mine?" Like we're still in this limbo space where fuck you, I'm good without you. Maybe we can make it work, whatever. But when you're in a space where you are committed to leaving your wife again, a conversation you know you should have had way before. You know what she I'm saying? Was like, ready to go out with you, and you just like I'm leaving you. What? Literally, like I, she should have pulled one of them fucking tweezers or something to just stab it. Like, make this a whole nother movie. Like, I, I just, I think the the craziest part about that scene was because especially when you first watch it, and then so when he walks into the room, you kind of feel like it's gonna be some bad news, but you don't think it's that kind of bad news that early. He walked in and he was like, "How would you feel if we didn't go to the party tonight?" And she was like, mm, "I'm glad. I, I mean, I'd be crushed." And he was like, "How do you feel about me not going to the party with you?" <laughs> I was like, "Well, now she doesn't want to be alone tonight." I said, and like, "Oh," and he said, "And then Bernie goes straight to 
It's that bitch who's doing the numbers, ain't it? It's that bitch who's <laughs> who keeping because the books. Intuition, okay. Bernie probably been new. Okay? It's that you bitch who's keeping really... the books. Mm-hmm. She already mm-hmm. fucking knew it was some bullshit going on. Mm-hmm. I know she found some blonde hairs somewhere. I know. Yeah, he fuck him, man. Like, fuck how do you do that to dude. your your wife, but there also like the ways. mother? You fall out of love with the, your spouse. There are better ways of handling. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That it's not bad that he wanted to leave. Like that shit happens. People fall out of love. Or is the way that he did it, yep. and how apathetic he was for somebody that helped him to become who he is. Mm. Which you don't that? have no respect for her. Got to yeah. be the background in my foreground. Never again. We could be the foreground of this burnt car, nigga. I just, I don't, I, I just could never find myself. And I, and I know they say never say never, but there's no way I'm gonna let the motherfucker that helped me. First of all, not even making it general, like oh, the the woman who carried both of these fucking kids. Yep. We raised these motherfuckers up because it was the boys like nine, maybe the girl was seven, something mm-hmm. like that. They were older kids. Yeah. Like, yeah, these ain't toddlers. These are grown <laughs> people who know your face. Yeah, anytime like, you, you get on the when you get on the bus to go to school, you you grown enough. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So like I, I don't know. I think he is the worst. I think all of them were terrible, but he was like the ultimate big bad. Like yeah. there's no I get even being comfortable with the decision on your own like okay i'm leaving you i'm with her such and such but like you just said red you have had time to cultivate this relationship with this woman so you and her had to have had these conversations when you're gonna tell her how you're gonna tell her whatever she didn't get that same courtesy because you could have easily been like hey this isn't working out i think i think we're going apart i think we need couples therapy i think you know you should have the kids like there's so many other things that could have been said and it's like you you use this woman for 11 years mm-hmm. and to be in a relationship and you know, let me bring some past trauma into this to be in a one-sided relationship with somebody and invest not only fuck the, the marriage portion to invest 11 years, 11 years, get that time back nigga, 11 years and a career that you could have launched in those 11 years. Like, Bruh, I, I would he no, he wouldn't have left that house. Like I would have had to slice the back of his legs close by the ankle and then just like beat him over the, the Achilles and run. And also, like, I'm gonna put you in this car and I'll even <laughs> take the car to the party and I'll give her the keys. But like, there's no way you walking out of here like how you came in. No, and I'm gonna have the kids watch me too. Like, come on, let's we're about to play a little game. How many years have you been alive? You beat the shit out of your no good ass fucking nigga ass daddy. So no, fuck that. And despite him, I would have went and found a white man with blonde hair and be like, help me raise my kids because this nigga don't know what the fuck he got. Well, I don't know. I'll just... He had to, he should have died. He was the only one who got his own song on the soundtrack. Uh huh. He was the only one of all the men of all of the situations. Hey. When you hear that song, when you hear Not Gonna Cry, think of John. You think of John. John got his own goddamn song. That's how bad he was. (laughs) And they got the right woman to sing it too. I was your lover, your second. So for me, for me, it was really more of the court divorce stuff when she was just like the well, 
he was basically said, you can sell, he told her, you can sell the house and get you some money, motherfucker. You ain't getting shit. You got the house. And I was like, wait a minute. She helped you build this business. You ain't getting shit. You ain't getting shit. You got the house. Sell that. She was like, I ain't got no bank accounts. I ain't got nothing. You got the house. Which, let me say this. Hey, uh, go in. I thought that was way, I thought that was way worse. I'm going to say, go in, Rick. Go in. Don't you ever do that in your life. Yo, you need to have your own shit. Hey, you just do like. Hey, I've that movies like this and just life has taught me. Like I'm always have my own shit. Like mm. I'm not going to go into a situation expecting it to fail. However, when you allow somebody to be in control of everything like that, they take your whole world from you mm-hmm. when they walk away. And it's right. already difficult to deal with a, a breakup and a demise of a relationship. But then when that person held all the financial keys and shit, hell no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm having bank. Ain't nothing. That's hey, some bullshit. <laughs> look, when I and I'm I'm and not to say it can't happen to me, but I'm a guy. And when I was growing up, mamas, aunties, grannies, on it was like, no, have your own shit. There's yeah. no fucking way yeah. you're in a relationship with anybody, marriage, or, and, and you don't have your own piece of shit like right. you need your own emergency like and, and even if you want to go so far as to both of y'all discuss it i mean that's cool too but you have your own i've never uh, one time i took a trip <laughs> thankfully i was one state over <laughs> and i relied on other folks <laughs> oh that said, never happened again he said that i, never I could have been on the first 48 <laughs> i could have been you know I, there's so many ways this choose your own adventure ass fucking <laughs> visit could have went but that being said, I learned from then on out, I'm not going no fucking where. I'm not being with no fucking body unless I got my own shit, at least enough to make sure that I can get away if need if I need to. Right. That I can have my own shit if I need to. Like I don't he, go on dates. If somebody asks me on a date and I don't have the money to pay for my own shit, hey, I'm not going. Right. Because what's not gonna happen is you're not gonna get upset on this date, and oh, you, I'm not paying for your shit, motherfucker. I pay for it myself. Mm, like I'm not going nowhere that I can't get out of there on my own. Like I'm not gonna put my safety in in your hands. So Mm. I don't even go on dates. If I if somebody asks me out and I'm broke, we gonna have to wait till payday. Mm. Come on. Because Mm. even though I may not have to pay, Mm -hmm. I might end up paying, and I'm gonna be Mm -hmm. prepared for that shit. Come on, come on, somebody. (laughs) I don't even trust dates, let Come alone on. being with somebody, living with Come them, and letting them pay all the bills and shit. Hey, yeah. got to be the background of my foreground. Background and that right there should have been a red flag, goddamn it. <laughs> <laughs> so it, I, so yes, I have been talking about the men uh, in this movie. We know the women made some mistakes, but I think this comes off. People come to use this movie, saying this movie is a male bashing movie. But once you start yeah, looking at it, everybody, well, everybody, well, everybody makes some fucked up mistakes. But we're gonna get to that. We'll get to that later on in the podcast in the categories. <laughs> Look, we need to talk. Male bashing is Tyler Perry shit. This oh, was not male bashing. <laughs> but I need to. I need to hear. We got to talk about the most one of the one of the men who we we talk about the we think about the most, but then had the biggest part. Troy, I know Red had a Red. Your feelings about Troy, please. Troy, I love I love to hate him. <laughs> I love to hate him, Troy, and I feel like Troy stuck out to me because I feel like everybody then dated a Troy, even if it ain't a cokehead. Mm. everybody has dated a version of him where it may start out like and, and Troy yeah. seems slick 
in the beginning, you know. But mm-hmm. I, she didn't know about the coke and shit. But like, he seemed like a slick ass nigga that might yep. have some shit like that going on. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> she didn't see that on the front end. Hey, hey, hey! See, told you about all that old feisty thing. See, you making too much about all this. It ain't even about nothing. Girl, am I gonna have to whip it out and tame you? Am I gonna have to tame you? Hey, you feel that? See how hard that is? You did that girl and got your name on it. Troy, you know what? I think we should cool out for a while. This is not working. <clears throat> well, you know this comes at sort of a bad time. And why is that? Because you want some tonight? No, I'm not talking about tonight. I'm talking about Sunday. My mother wanted me to invite you over for a barbecue. Oh, you think I'm making all this up because you mad? You mad? You mad? Huh? Wait, why don't you call her? Why don't you call her? 555-1467. Troy, why do you want me to meet your mother? I have only known you for three days. Maybe it's because I feel a little different about you than you seem to feel about me. But I can't help that. No man ever asked me to meet his mother before. Maybe he's not into this stuff all that much. And maybe if we got to know each other better, I might be a good influence on him. Hey, when he came over there drunk, I was going to take you to my mama house. Fuck <laughs> you and your mama. Mm. <laughs> and she was throwing them oranges at him. Troy, <laughs> is what a, that's one of the most memorable relationships oh. that she had in, for mm-hmm. me was Troy. And Troy just, he just a nigga. Troy was just a nigga. He was just a raggedy nigga that you yep. just like, the whole time he was on the screen, I feel like I was just like, this nigga. <laughs> 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 Continuously like this. Look at this nigga. This old Norton drunk ass nigga. <laughs> Yo, yeah. Troy could possibly oh. be my uncle. Yeah, he could probably be. I got a, it's a Troy in my family. I got a Troy in my family. All right. <laughs> Yo, yeah. What's your that fast living? That he that uncle. He that uncle that used to be. Like I got an uncle that used to be Troy. Like he too old to do the shit. That shit now. My uncle is what Troy gonna become in the future. Mm, and so he okay. got stories. You know, he got these stories of when he was living that Troy life. That's yeah. The, Lord. If he make it, Troy might overdose on coke the way he was. Hey, in a backwoods in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> what do you What do you think about Troy Rain? I've dated my own Troy. And what? I'll tell you, yes. Now don't tell me. Oh my God, I, I would yeah, think yeah. you'd be smarter. Don't be robbing now. I didn't yeah, know you was young. A... You gotta You gotta go through your shit. I was. Young. I wasn't no adult. No, fuck that. No, <laughs> I, I didn't know what I was. Dealing with the shit was cool, but Troy, Troy, the Troys of the world, I feel they—you're not gonna necessarily see how bad it is. Like they real charismatic, they fun, they a good time. Until they ain't a good time, goddamn. So, yeah. I would think, I would think the white people party that he took her took Robin to would change her would mind. Know that, though, well, but see. <laughs> I don't know. Man. We know now the shady dealers hard and they do coke and shit. But like, if you wasn't in the know and you weren't part, like you don't know, you're just mm. gonna be impressed. Like, oh, he know the, all these white people. Like he, <laughs> you know, he he, he, he he do well in his career. Like you don't know. Oh <laughs> you know man, white people get together and snort coke. Like 
Yeah. We know that now because of like you know culturally we just know, but like you ain't and not you ain't know that you ain't know this what white people got together. She was like, do you so think she man. probably just thought she was going to this very nice white party? Hey, <laughs> literally white party. Um, <laughs> everything white, you know, everything blue, white. skin, all that. Uh, no, but I, I, he, and I'll tell you how much of a pressure he made. I forgot Russell was in this movie. When I think mm. about Robin, I think of Troy. Troy. <laughs> I, I, and like once I saw Russell, the memories came back. But I was like, oh, I forgot this nigga was even. You know, I, I merged their storylines because he was so charismatic. He was so entertaining. He was so flamboyant. Like everything about him was just extreme Fine. and i was like and it was a very traumatic experience watching this i was like going through ptsd nigga so i just so yeah um i actually i like him more than everybody else you know even the women because it's like this nigga is so he's so much of like chris brown back then you know what i'm saying like he's so so much of a fucking like variant x like you don't know what this nigga like uh, this Rick, you said it. He's charismatic. Wow. He gets you there. He gets you close enough to this... like the, when this nigga said I was gonna take you to meet my mom. I was like, okay, how long were they? <laughs> well, like, they... You are manipulative. It hadn't even been a month yet before. That's what I'm saying. It's like I was like, fuck your mom. Like, why should I give a damn about your mom? But then I was like, oh, she do want like she want. She is the one who want this. So like he's playing into the shit. Like you're preying on her. And I I just remember them days, man. I was just like. This nigga stab him. So when he called her a raggedy bitch, like you see that on every fucking Twitter timeline, at least you know once a month or so. I have that meme in my phone a good four or five different times. So like this nigga is just—he's fun. He's a fun train wreck, and he—that's a very good fun train wreck. You know what you're getting with him, whereas with the other guys, I think there's this level of oh this this could be her you know she could finally be getting it with him you know this nigga is like, <laughs> like <"Hey>, baby <laughs> you know that you're about to get some shit like i couldn't even be friends with this nigga i'm sure he yeah no i don't know but yeah if i could if i could take one thing away from this movie it's that leather vest i want that leather if i could hang that up on my wall as a as a, <laughs> I want the I want the sweat pants. and everything in it. I want to oh hang it up God. on my wall and be like, "There you go, Troy." I want them oranges though. <laughs> no, but that yeah, that that vest. This nigga, you couldn't tell him he wasn't fly. And I wonder because you know, I was a kid back then. I wonder if that like if he really was like, oh, this nigga dressed nice. You know what I'm saying? For somebody who was in their twenties back in the nineties, like. Did this look good? This nigga looks looks uncomfortable. Look good to him. But then you start drinking. Are you Mm -mm. drinking too? Sweating like. uh. Yeah, Troy could have easily been my uncle. (laughs) Easily been my uncle. (laughs) He's the like other. John is the the one you like. He you hate him. Troy, like you hate him, but it's also like he just a fun nigga. Like, you because it's just kind of like it's what I expect. Yes. Just, like, did you expect something different? <laughs> You're a good time guy. That's what it is. You are a good time. Oh guy. We my got to god. Have some fun. Oh. Probably gonna end up in Milan somehow. <laughs> but you know, once I make it back home, I'm good on you for like a year. Yep. <laughs> but when 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 my life gets kind of boring and I want you know spice some Call shit up. Troy. Call hey. Troy. 
<laughs> you ain't gonna never be married, so why not? You know, that habitual bachelor nigga, he ain't gonna never get married. So <laughs> that nigga, that nigga, that nigga, Troy said, say something sexy on the phone. <laughs> what you, what kind of panties you got on, baby? <laughs> I hate, I hate, but I, yeah, I, he's my favorite out of everybody. He is. Everybody, he even is. Angela Bassett. I'm sorry, it's like. I wish those characters had interacted, him and her. Because I. <laughs> well, yeah. All right, y'all. It's, it's time for movie nerd knowledge time. It's movie nerd knowledge time. So, this this movie was directed. Surpri- I'm super surprised. This movie was directed by Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker has directed quite a few movies, by the way. Does that surprise you that Forrest Whitaker directed this movie? Yes. It did. I mean, I guess because I always knew it. I yeah. didn't, even as a kid, like I was. And then he do um Jason's lyric. Um or he was just in So here here's a here's a short list of what what he's done. He's done Strapped. He did um the Whitney Houston video for Wait and Exhale, uh mm-hmm. the XL video. He did Wait and Exhale. He did a movie called Hope Floats. He did um Hope Floats. He directed a Jagged right. Edge video. Wait. I'm sorry. <laughs> he directed Hope Floats? Yeah. With Sandra Bullock? <laughs> I'll double this check what Yep, with Sandra hey. Bullock. Okay. I like Hope Flows, but I that would never have thought he directed it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he directed that. Okay. And he was in his bag then. Yeah. The 90s. He, yeah, yeah he, Sandra Bullock. Um, he directed, he also directed uh hold on. I just had my stuff pulled up. Uh Hope Floats. He did jagged, a jagged edge video. Well, <laughs> goodbye. And the Good last movie and the last movie that they have listed for him from 2004 was uh, First Daughter. Interesting. Ain't that a Disney movie? Ain't that a- I think so. It, this he has an interesting. He has an interesting directing. But you know what? Honestly, that doesn't surprise me. Well, one, I knew that as a kid. Like my mama highlighted that it was him. But the other thing is, and it's just because as an adult. When you find out that Hugh Jackman wanted Lee Daniels to direct Wolverine because he saw Precious, nothing is going to surprise me. Uh. Like that, like and, yeah, so no, no, Precious that doesn't fucking go, like I'm not even. Going to <laughs> but but what about that? Well, whatever. I'm not gonna go down that. Still, road still, I still haven't seen yeah. Precious because Red told me not to. So. <laughs> don't watch yes never watch it never ever I'm, I'm trying to save him do not watch and if it, you listening and you haven't watched Precious do not watch that shit and have you ready to jump off a goddamn Precious building. is a terrible movie it is it is so and you know what side note I when I went to college in Atlanta a girl had the book that it was based off of and she had been talking about it and then I think the movie came out a little bit later but she was describing the book and I was like this is not a good like why are you reading this this is very terrible and then I saw the film and I'm just like this is the most menstrual ass camp ass motherfucking fluorescent beige whatever um so to answer your question I am not surprised that Forrest Whitaker <laughs> directed Precious no. he has a his 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 roles compared to his directing is so strange to me. Anyway, get the money, get the money. Okay, gotta get it where you get it, Ken. And a black man in the nineties, you know, how many directing spots were there? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I don't know how that side of movies work, but you know, how many people was asking for this black man to direct their movies in huh? the nineties? So it's probably like get whatever 
Yeah. You got to get your get, feet wet. Get the bag. The, the budget for the movie was $16 million. Opening weekend, 14.1 mil. Um, so in the U.S., it grossed $67 million. And worldwide, the movie grossed $81 million. Not bad. Why did that have to do with me? Mm-hmm. I would imagine. So, of course, this opened up, opened up on a Christmas weekend. So it wasn't right. on a, That's for the blacks. Families together. What mm-hmm. movie? What movie did this? What movie did Wayne Excel beat at the box office for opening weekend? What year was it? Again? 1995. Was it Aladdin? No. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, what other family film? This nigga said Aladdin. But that would have been a summer <laughs> release, though. So I don't. Yeah. Hmm. In the 90s, 95. Cheaper by the dozen. No, that was a later movie. Um, nigga, I don't know. I don't know. Waiting to exhale, beat out Toy Story opening weekend. Nigga. Toy Story? Toy Story was number one. I think Toy Story had came out a week or so beforehand. And when mm-hmm. Waiting to Exhale came out, it came out Christmas weekend. And they beat Toy Story. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Can you guess? Can you guess what else happened in this year? That was of relevance. Oh. Um, somebody probably died. Wait, Rodney <laughs> King, when was that? Ninety two? Yeah, that was that was oh, shit. Okay, hold up, <laughs> hold up, hold up now. Okay, ninety two. I'm trying I'm I'm going back to my child. Like, what the fuck is going on? Ninety five. I feel like the first time the World Trade Center was attacked was was in the nineties, right? Wasn't it? I don't think under? so. I don't think it so. Was, I think it it was had to be because it was late nineties in the nineties. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> October 3rd, former NFL running back O.J. Simpson was found not guilty of murder of Nicole Simpson. I was thinking, I was like, wow, I was thinking the white Bronco, that's what came to mind. Ah, nigga. Woo! He was found not guilty the same year this movie came out. Yes. That's why it did so well. a white man, a black man with a white woman. Hey, that's why it did so well. Once the first, the first person that saw that he left her for a white woman and that Wesley Snipes had a white wife. They was like, oh, y'all got to watch this. No white women survive in this movie. Oh, so my that's God. What that's what happened. God damn. Oh, oh, my God. Okay. So, one more thing with movie nerd knowledge. Um, oh, well, there's a few more things I got. So, did you guys know in an interview in 2011 on the episode of The Talk, Angela Bassett actually confirmed that a sequel was going, was it was in the planning stages with all the female principals signed on the star. Um, Whitaker was actually going to direct. Um, the film would supposedly be based on Macmillan's 2010 follow-up, follow-up novel, Getting to Happy. Macmillan was adapting the book to screenplay, but Whitney Houston died in 2012, so the sequel could not have all four original leads, which means that they... They stopped production on the movie. Would you guys would have been here for a sequel? I don't think I would have wanted to see a sequel to it. Hmm. For me, it wasn't a movie that... <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? I, I, I would have wanted one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I would. I Who would. story did you feel like needed more? Like, well, it was... Nobody. It was based on... The, it was a follow-up. It, apparently, the Getting to Happy book was a follow-up to Waiting to Exhale. That's character. what I'm saying. Even in the book, I'm trying to think of like what what the what could have been in the book that I would have wanted to read. Well, let's see. Robin was pregnant, so we could have seen her actually mm-hmm. parenting. Uh, we probably would have got to see Gloria and her new relationship. Um, Bernie probably opening up her business, and Savannah probably getting a man. 
I just really want would would have wanted to see it for the actresses, not even really the story. But um, you know, I'm that type of person where I'm like, oh, I'll give me a little bit more. But um, this is something that they could have did like a one hour TV <laughs> special. Like it didn't need another movie. It did not. <laughs> like you know. Um, but yeah. I, I still would have. I still would have saw it. I'm sorry. I mean, I would have watched it if they had done it, but I, it's not something I felt like needed to be done. Like, I don't feel True. like I feel like their stories wrapped up in enough way where I wasn't necessarily curious. Like sometimes movie end and you like, man, I wonder what happened. Like that wasn't mm-hmm. one of them. Like when when Wayne's Exhale ended, I was just like, yeah, okay. that happened. <laughs> and I, and I think they would have did better to do a spiritual like spinoff, like maybe follow Mur- not Murray. God damn it, Faison. Or his dad, or like one of these side characters, Tariq, and yeah, him too. <laughs> but like, it would have it would have been better if she had a maybe did a story with another character where maybe you mention the other ladies, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, or I can see even, that. Yeah. maybe even one one of them is in the movie, but not a huge role. Like, I don't need a one for one, you know, sequel. But give me. Another interesting story with a side character. I guess I'm the only person. Well, not the only person because Rain said this. I actually would have wanted to see a sequel. I would have saw it. Like if if Whitney Houston wasn't in it, then now I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to see it. But I would. I would have watched the sequel. I would have seen. It. I would have watched the sequel. I would. I, mean, I would have watched it. I just don't think it was necessary. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, I watched the uh, Coming to America sequel, and I'm so upset at myself for that. <laughs> Everybody I didn't gotta, think that was necessary either. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. All right. <laughs> Last thing. Moving nerd knowledge. I'm actually gonna play a little game with you guys. Mm-hmm. I need you guys to tell me which one of these did not actually happen. I'm gonna list off four mm-hmm. things and you tell me which one did not happen. Number one, the soundtrack won an American Music Award. Number two, Halle Berry and Robin Gibbons actually auditioned for the role of Robin. Uh, number three, during the car burn burning scene, Angela Bassett's monologue was cl- completely improvised. I think Rain's already ruined that. And number four, according to Whitney Houston's longtime bodyguard, David Robin, Roberts, uh, Whitney Houston actually suffered a cocaine overdose during the film's production. The last one. Mm, I don't know. Rain? I don't know, man. That sounds... <laughs> That last one, you got me. What's the, go, what's the first two again? The first one was the soundtrack won an American Music Award, and the second one was Halle Berry and Robin Gibbons audition for the role of Robin. I can see both of those. Oh, yeah, but I think if I'm going to go with one of them, I'm sorry, Whitney, but I got to go with Robin Gibbons and Halle Berry. Though I think they would have done well, I want to say they didn't audition. Okay. And the Coke is real. Okay. And you, Red? I said the Coke. I think it's the Coke. That's okay. Right. That's so, in actuality, everything happened. Nigga, fuck All you. four of those <laughs> happened. Nigga, this ain't no... Nigga, what the fuck? All four of those happened. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All four of those happened. Every single one of those uh, statements are true. Uh, Whitney they did. all sounded they were like it's hard yeah. I mean it's, that's why it's a game that's why I have to nigga you didn't pull the rug <laughs> right all of these happened uh, David Roberts actually did report of uh, it was he was her bodyguard he had been her bodyguard forever um, he actually reported that she did suffer a cocaine overdose during the production um, I forgot what book he had put it in Halle Berry and Robert Gibbons did audition for the part but Lila Rashawn actually flew 
she actually made a tape flew in and um i think terry if i'm not mistaken terry Millen loved her so much she went with her and the soundtrack mm-hmm. did one it won american music award best soundtrack that's what's up yeah. Like, look at the song. We, I know we're gonna talk about the soundtrack, but the mm. fucking soundtrack was amazing. <laughs> hey, come on now, come on. Son. All right, let's get to the categories, guys. This is, of course, we're going with the first one, the very, very most, most important part of the, the, the categories. Where did you rewind? What scene did you watch the most? Sure. I can, let me go ahead and go first because I know y'all are gonna be crazy. I have a book because I have a bunch of them. the scene where Bernadette burns her husband's clothes in the car. Priceless. <laughs> priceless priceless and you start the movie off with that right. um the robin and michael sex scene hilarious gross do you guys know it took three days to, to film that scene why they kept i, I don't know that if things kept happening on the <laughs> set <laughs> but uh in an interview with oprah when they had it they had yeah, oprah had an interview with all four women and, and lilo Rashawn said hey it took three days for us to film that scene i think they just couldn't get it right so it took them three days and she by the third day she was just like this nigga's big <laughs> can we just get this done this scene done so being right. awkward on purpose can be hard it may have been what it was right mm. right um next scene for me savannah's sex scene I don't know if you guys remember, but the guy that Savannah met in the beginning of the movie yeah. at the party, she ends up going, she ends up saying, hey, I'm going to fuck him today. And he grurs and <laughs> roars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't think I'd ever see him again, but he did call to apologize. Your looks That's my toothbrush. Is he crazy? Turns out this guy has no real income. Chain smokes reefer, brags about being a vegetarian, then inhales three hot dogs like it's the last time somebody's going to buy him a meal. I gave him $20 for gas, which came to $7.18, and he didn't even give me my change. My fantasy was to get myself a little peace. You know, get my feet wet in a new town. Well... Not exactly my feet. Hell, it's been five months. And he has gotten on my last nerve. But I don't have to be in love with him to do it. Hell, my body needs this. Oh! Lionel, baby, uh, we've got a night. You can take your time. I'm just so excited. I've been thinking about what I do to her since New Year's. Oh. Oh. Hold on, baby. I'm on my way. What? Girl. Girl, huh? Now I'm a keeper at the damn zoo. This didn't mean anything to me then, but I had that happen. Maybe this movie is a comedy. Uh, <laughs> Fuck you, man. Oh, um, man. this is probably my my best, my best, the best scene. This this is the scene that I like the most. Um, when Bernie goes to the office and slaps the shit out of the white woman and talks to John. 
Mm-hmm. You can't get a better scene. Uh, excuse me. She was like, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> if you examine the profile on the Gary report, you'll find Bernadine. I'm in a meeting here. If you need something, I suggest. Would you mind terribly if I had a few words with my husband? Oh, what the hell are you doing? I've been to the bank. Thank you. Thank you for thinking of your children. Everybody out. Yes, out. No, out. Okay, you are coming to my office and start throwing some tantrum because you can't finish what you started. What am I supposed to do for money? I gave you the house and I'll sell it. I hate you. I'm really sorry to hear that, Bernadine. But I'm not playing games with you anymore. Do you think started this damn company, huh? Let's not start that again, all right? And now you think you can just take the money and run? Business hasn't been good for years, but don't you worry about it. You'll get what's coming to you. I'm not worried. You, on the other hand, should be. Okay, look. Let's not let this thing get any uglier than it already has. Is everything all right in here, Mr. Harris? Fine. Now, I'm willing, I'm more than willing what you gonna to put me give out, you $300,000 cash today. Your children aren't for sale. One more thing before you go. I'm coming for my kids on Saturday. Yeah? And if I hear you had them anywhere near that tramp bitch, you're going to regret it for the rest of your life. Bernie, her speech, everything that happened in that scene, it's just Angela Bassett acting, and she does, she does a, a, a tremendous job. I love that scene. She slaps that white woman. She, the white woman just goes out and just holds her face. Lord have mercy. What else? What's she going to do? <laughs> like, Get your ass beat like you look in front of that. these coworkers. <laughs> Press charges on who, bitch? I still beat your ass. What? <laughs> um, we already go. We already went over the uh, Troy and Robin uh, scene with the oranges and that leather vest, iconic. <laughs> I think here's a scene that's actually kind of. I mean, maybe you guys like it, maybe you don't. I think it's a little underrated, but I enjoy it. It's the Gloria and Marvin scene, which Marvin was played by Gregory Hines, when they first meet each other. And it's funny because she come over and she was like, uh, you moving them in and stuff like that? And he was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, the man, the guy who who lives here, he's a real asshole. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Their whole little interaction I thought was really cute. I thought it was a, a good scene. I love Gregory Hines. Gregory Hines has been, I love Gregory Hines in movies. I, I just mm-hmm. really enjoy him. That scene where She's like, I hope he's not watching me. I don't walk away. Is iconic so much so. Come on, that Family Guy. There's a lot of like recreations, but mm-hmm. one I remember watching Family Guy and that and Peter yep. <laughs> reenacting yep. that. So like that is like a pop culture thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like so that that's a very famous. Um, uh, the scene where Bernie and I don't have Wesley Snipes' name, but when Wesley Snipes was in the, I was like, where Wesley Snipes come from? He came out of nowhere and something like Wesley Snipes just came out of nowhere. It was like, hey, everybody, it's me, Wesley Snipes. I'm in the movie too. And they have their first meeting at the bar and the whole conversation. And he tells her that whole that whole scene where he from the bar all the way up to the hotel room where they go. And he's like, yo, I know you said your husband left you for a white woman, but my current woman, my current wife 
she's going through cancer and she's white too. Mm-hmm. I like that scene. I like I like that. Well, I like James the Wheeler. I like the conversation that they had with each other. I thought that was pretty. He was like, "Oh yeah, I'm all up in your Kool Aid and don't know the flavor." And she was like, mm-hmm. "I'm kind of tired." And she's smoking a cigarette. It's just Angela Bassett eating up the fucking scene. She's smoking a cigarette at the bar, drinking, mad as fuck because she just had a fucking horrible the the first the first divorce meeting. The first case in the divorce was shitty, and then you got this dark ass nigga coming through. Hey, what's your problem? What's going on, baby? And he, she's just like, "Nigga, I don't have." the time or the patience for mm-hmm. you and i just mm-hmm. thought that angela bassett played the scene really well and then they finally get to know each other and then they start kind of being cool and then it's just like well, let's go to this hotel room and fuck and he's just like well i ain't never did this before it's just the interactions with each other were really well done mm-hmm. for for wesley snipes to not have a big role in this in this movie uh, credited actually yeah that scene was really well done it was just a well done scene you can't beat shit like that and my last one and it's a very small scene and i think maybe a lot of people didn't notice it the first time that marvin tells gloria that he loves her i thought that was really sweet like he towards the end of the movie you know they was arguing they finally kind of make up and he was like i love you and she was just like oh my god (laughs) so you know, I just thought those are my favorite scenes from the movie. Those are the scenes that I watched the most. And and then it's a little small cameo with Kenya Moore in there. She's Denise. And she's just Denise. like, yeah, she's like, hey, you ain't dancing with me all night. <laughs> Red, what's your, what, what are some of your favorite scenes from the movie? Troy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yes. sorry. If I if I uh, uh, seen that I'm gonna rewind and watch again, Troy. Because <laughs> yes. the other scenes, I feel like they're it's good, but it's hard to watch. Like it's hard watching Bernadette Bernadine go through that. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like it ain't something I would want to rewind. I'm rewinding mm. Troy. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> Yo, so ain't shit. Like mm. oh god, he he was so ain't shit. Hey, hey, come in. Hey, you ready, baby? I'm not going. Why not? Because, Troy, I don't like this. You don't like what? Okay. So, all right. So, so what? What am I supposed to tell my mother and my son and the rest of my family? Your son? How old is his son? He's almost thirteen. What's your point? My point is, I don't think we're ready for family reunions yet. What am I supposed to tell him, Robin? Tell him whatever you want to. Oh, so I'm just supposed to accept this? You don't have a choice. You should have asked me before committing me. I did ask. No, you told me. You come here two hours late and I'm supposed to go with you? Oh, I don't think so. Robin! Robin! It's locked, Troy. Baby, it's too hot for this shit. 
Can you come to get the door? No. C can I use your bathroom? Hell no. Do you have any idea how many women would love for me to take them to my house so they can meet my mother? Oh, I can just about guess. Oh, man, you black bitches is all the same. Bitch! You complain all the time about don't nobody want your asses. Don't know how to treat ya. As soon as a man or brother show you genuine interest, your bitches act simple. Then you wonder why we go out with white women. A white woman can have your sorry ass. Don't you throw that up here. You raggedy bitch. You better be more careful who you pick up in grocery stores next time. Troy, take your drunk ass, leather wearing in the summertime, need a shave, stinky ass home. I'm not going. Have a free ball, tramp. Pumps. Forget you. Forget you. Ah! All right, it's like that. It's like that then. Bye. I, but the scene with Bernadine, um, burning the car, but like when she was tearing his shit down and she was like, this motherfucker's psychotic. Mm, and she was like going through the closet. Uh, but I, that one stood out to me. I, I know everybody, the burning of the car scene stands out to people, but the the before when she was putting, getting the shit to put in the car to mm-hmm. set it on fire. <laughs> Motherfucker is psychotic. I bet you they're serial killers less anal. That white woman's probably the only one who tolerates your smug ass. Yeah, I was your white woman for 11 years. Couldn't have started that damn company without me. Hell, I worked my ass off. I mean, I got a master's degree in business, and there I was, his secretary, his office manager. No, Bernadine, you can't start the catering business this year. Why don't you wait a few years, huh? Yeah, don't start it right now. Wait one, two, three years. I need you to be the fucking background to my foreground. I love when she slapped the white lady for many reasons <laughs> because I just love it whenever a, a side bitch get her, her justice. Her come up in white or not. <laughs> so, and like, the fact that I don't know, it's just something else, and this is terrible, but it's something about seeing a white woman get slapped. <laughs> she said, Excuse me. The of the world now. I don't know. I liked it. Ooh. She said, Excuse it was me. So good. <laughs> <laughs> My, and then one of my favorite lines was, you better not have my kids around that tramp, bitch. 
And she meant that. She meant it. Her lip, her mouth told you. Her mouth did the acting. That yeah. She, she yeah. Ooh. She meant it. Whew. The salon scene when Bernie cut her hair off. Mm. Because, and again, not then, because I was like, I was little when this movie came out, but as an adult, so I, I've done that. Uh, I, I'm mm. natural now. I used to have um, perm hair, and I was gonna like transition it out really slow, but I was in a fucked up situation, and I literally got up at like I was well, I was already up. I was up at like one or two o'clock in the morning. And I just went in the bathroom mm. and wet my hair and cut it where it curled, and like had mm. a teeny any <laughs> mini afro. Didn't tell nobody. Didn't ask nobody. Didn't go to the salon to get them to help me. And mm. it's something about doing that, I don't know. And and seeing that scene and seeing her release that, like that she grew that hair the whole time she was with him. Mm-hmm. And so she that was her letting go. Um, that stood out to me. And like I said, I, I did that myself. And so I I know I don't know what it is. I wish I could explain why. And anytime, listen, <laughs> any women in your life, when you see them start doing drastic haircuts and shit, be scared. Mm-hmm. Especially if you with them, because you done fucked up. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's probably something that happened. Because there's just something about cutting your hair, but um, that scene and like just seeing how the term, she was like, "No, if you don't cut it, I'm gonna cut it." Because <laughs> Gloria didn't want to cut it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the salon scene uh, for me stood out because mm-hmm. it was powerful, and I feel like a lot of women, like I said, this movie showcased a lot of the stuff that women go through that like maybe other people, like men, like don't get, mm-hmm. um, and that scene for me was like one of those things Mm -hmm. like where other people watching it might have been like well okay she cut her hair but i feel like most women watching that was like girl like yeah (laughs) (laughs) i understand girl (laughs) you have to do that sometimes (laughs) um yeah i was and the the sex scene what because it was so awkward um which one (laughs) with michael (laughs) it was so awkward and it (laughs) He was so proud of him. I love it when you and call me Big Papa. Adult, I didn't have no moment. I didn't made a whole grocery list. While having oh, sex no. Whole grocery oh, list. Oh, no. I'm talking about like tissue. Oh, I ain't got no water. Do I got I do. I got to I need to go ahead and just get another case of oh, water. Oh, my God. And then I might make that. Let me go make shrimp skin. Like, I'm talking about like shrimp in detail. Oh, no. <laughs> shrimp <laughs> scampi <laughs> is hilarious. <laughs> Oh my god! Whole oh, grocery list. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> so when yeah. she was like, "He really think he did something? He doing all of this?" Like, okay, thank you. Like, oh, bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> so I can relate to that because I made a whole grocery list. So sure and then good. after I left his house, I went and got groceries. Because oh, you know, might as well make this a productive trip because it showed one productive. We're productive that night. Jesus. Oh my God. So those are my that's all. Oh my gosh. Yikes. Ray? Favorite scene. Nothing. Nothing. 
Nothing. <laughs> no. Um. Shit, y'all took a while. God damn it. No, uh, Troy. No, for sure, Troy. I'm. I'm with you, Red. Any. Any fucking scene he in, just put them scenes super cut together. I watch those. Um. Uh, Angela cutting her hair. That was on my list too. Growing up, Mama did whatever the fuck. Look. She did so much shit to her hair that I've had dreads, I've had locks, I've had braids, I've had box cuts, I've had so many hairstyles just by osmosis from living in the house with this motherfucker. She picked me up from school one day, she dropped me off with long hair down her back. I, I, I came out of school, she had the T-Bonds cut. I said, what, I said, what the fuck is this? So, so that, to me, that was more very, like, bringing up feelings from the past. Like, mm. I, I will always rewind that like i'm just like my mom she would do this yeah. shit maybe i don't, maybe she was going through shit i just didn't know it but you know yeah. it was always something so the that salon scene did do something for me the uh like you said the improvisation the impro- improvised scene before setting the calm fire that watching it is good but knowing that it was all improvised mm-hmm. it's like that shit and I learned that years ago, like maybe five or six years after the movie came out. But I learned that years ago. I was like, God, like this is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like this is, this is just good. Like they just happen to get this shit. <laughs> this is some good shit. Mm-hmm. So that right there stood out. Um, let's see, Savannah cussing her mama out. Hello. Have you lost your mind? What? Kenneth just called me and told me how simple you acted. He was actually crying. And men don't be crying over no woman unless they love him. How can you be so insensitive? Could you excuse me for a minute, please? No problem. Thank you. First of all, Ma, I am sick of you telling me how I should live my life, who you think I should love, marry. Ma, I'm sick of it. (gasps) Don't you raise your voice at me. Mama, I'm 33 years old and I live alone. Mm, Yeah, tell me about it. Yes, and I may have to accept the fact that I may live alone for the rest of my life. It ain't too late, Savannah. He's begging on his damn knees and you letting him get away. Mama, do you hear me? I have a job. I have friends. Ma, I have interests that you don't even ask about. Because only one thing counts with you, Mama. With any damn woman, unless they lie to themselves. Well, I'm being honest with myself, Ma. I'm smart, I work hard, and I'm a good person. Ma, if I allowed myself to think like you, I guess I'd be a dead woman. Ma, you should be proud I'd rather live alone than crawl up behind some two-timing loser like Kenneth. He's a good man, Savannah. A good man. He's just in a bad situation right now, and he's trying to get out of it. Mama, I tell you what, why don't you fucking marry him then? Oh, I yeah. forgot about Another that scene. And see, I, well, I, I really all their conversations, but oh I God. think that being black, especially in the 90s, and having this like reverence beat into you for your parents. For her to speak her mind, however softly, because Savannah was very soft-spoken in this movie. And to be stern and strict with her mom, to me, that was something that was like completely unheard of. Like, you don't do that to your parent. I mean, I was a kid. 
But I, like you said, Red, as an adult, I understand. Like, I've never cussed my mama out, but I've definitely, we've talked about things that happened in the past, and we've had intense conversations, but I've never. I never cuss out. Playfully, yeah, like, yeah, I ain't gonna get you this damn, I don't know, whatever the hell she wanted. But that scene really stood out to me, mm. and with her mom giving the explanation at the end, like, I just don't want you to end up like me, mm. it really made mm. those conversations it a little bit different. It's like, you don't, which, again, to each his own. I don't know what your, your relationship look like, whatever it looks like, but you would much rather him be with this married man as if she isn't capable enough on her own to get mm. a nigga not attached, which mm. I'm not, you know, I'm not against, I'm all for polyamory. Come on. I'm, that's, that's my jam. But my thing is like nineties. What nobody we need really going for that shit on purpose. Hey, that's, uh, <laughs> we could do this. Look, I, but, <laughs> but no, I, um, that really, that really struck a nerve with me. Like the way in which Angela Bassett's, uh, closet scene hit. I think for me, Savannah talking to her mom and talking back to her mom was the equivalent. Not, of mm-hmm. course, in acting, but as far as pivotal scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Really, mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. with Bernie. Bernie um, sleeping with James and like the literal act of sleeping there. Mm-hmm. And because for me, again, as a kid, I'm MTV generation getting all of this particular kind of ways in which to be with a person of the opposite sex. I had never seen anything like that at that point. Everything was like sex or we're on a date or it's a married couple. Like it was never that. Mm. And that also opened my mind. Like, okay, so you can have this intimacy and it doesn't have to be, oh, they fucking. So that I rewind that like their whole interaction. Um, her and him at the hotel, Robin telling Whitney that she had a miscarriage. I mean, so what do you think, Robin? I've loved this man forever. And now that we've got another chance, I don't want to blow up by making him think I don't have any faith in him. Do you know what I mean? I mean, don't we hear this on Sally and Oprah every day? (laughs) That's what you sound like, you know? No. Is that where you get your advice on TV? Well, you know, there was this one woman in your same situation. This man kept saying he was going to leave, too. She got her hopes all up and everything, quit her job, even moved to the city he lived in. Right after she got there, she found out she was three months pregnant. He ended up dumping the woman. He said his kids would be too hurt if he left now. What about the baby? So she had an abortion. She never ever told the soul. Not even her mama. She never looked at man quite the same again. So he left his wife in the end, right? Take a wild guess, Savannah. What show did you hear this on? Sorry. I've never been on Oprah. 
that scene, I Damn. run that back every time. Yeah. And the reason I being, I think that, that a different actress probably would have done that scene much better. But I think that just like the words themselves, I don't care how you deliver them, the words, I don't think she hit with the delivery, but that like Whitney's like, oh, well, you know, so I was like, oh, well, whatever happened to the girl? Sister, she was like, well, I ain't never been on Oprah. And I was like, oh, mm. shit. Mm. So even as a kid, I was like, wait a minute. You know that meme with the with the uh, fractions and shit. I was like, wait, wait, wait. So it was her, you know. So that even as an adult, I have to run that back. I think somebody else could have done a better job, but I think she still that shit hit me in the heartstrings at fucking like seven years old. <laughs> so I yeah. know. Um, I think that's about it. Everything with Troy, Troy at the Coke party specifically. Um, <laughs> that shit turns me on. Oh. <laughs> Now, I don't know if this needs to be saved for later, but Robin and Michael, that sex scene, this movie was terrible about body positivity. I understand we were in the 90s, but my God, <laughs> between Gloria and this like self-deprecating, like, oh, I'm, you know, making excuses for your weight to try to appeal to this nigga. And then also the way in which Robin was like, which it's real, it's thoughts you have. And I was like, oh my God, like, he ain't much to look at, you know, he fat as hell and this. And I was like, oh, sh-. like I, I'd maybe not have the vocabulary to get this out. But I was like, this is wrong. This feels like this should not be in this movie. So though it was funny and it was like comic relief, I was like, I don't know <laughs> what to do with this information. And as a kid, like I was called fat and I was like skinny as shit, but like I was bigger than the other kids. So I was like, Oh, is this, am I going to end up looking like this thing? <laughs> like this is trauma. This is trauma. It didn't help that Michael danced into the room and dropped her on the bed oh, and oh my God. flipped up under the covers. And then he just was like, he then he just laid beautiful. there. It was just like, you gonna fuck or what? Like, what you doing? Yeah, <laughs> like it's just not, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm not against it. I'm just saying, like, it did fuck me up. Even like, <laughs> just the way in which bodies were handled in this movie. Oh my god, damn. Um, I mean, I think nowadays you would get somebody like you know Lil Rail or something, and it would be a bit more tasteful. <laughs> nigga said Lil Rail. Yeah, I can see him being I like, because my thing that. is the love interests were of a particular body type. Right. I'm sure that's how maybe what was written. Yeah. But, and again, I'm not being all, uh, these, these niggas gotta die. Like, I, again, it's 95. But what I'm saying is like, it fucked me up because I was very much confused on, I'm like, we're getting these inner thoughts, but I, I don't know, man. I don't know what to do with this. I was a fat kid, so I was like, <laughs> "Yo, um, yeah, that's that's really that's." I think that's that's it for me. Oh and my at god! The end, you know, stopping uh, Bernie from calling uh, homeboy on the phone. I replay that too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hmm. Mm. Oh yeah. Interesting. Oh yeah. People had a lot. Of, y'all had a lot of scenes on here. Who in the movie were on their way up? Acting wise, um, actually, I thought Whitney Houston was on her way up. I don't think this. I think this is like maybe her second movie. Mm-hmm. Want the best man in ninety seven or ninety nine? Who's the best man? Not best man. I'm sorry. Preacher's uh, <laughs> wife. Getting stop drinking damn. so damn much damn. with your drunk ass. And I was confident too. I was like, yeah, best yeah, man. You was like no, the best man the came out in like ninety seven. <laughs> <laughs> get I'm off, sorry, the, y'all. Get off the wine. Damn. <laughs> This nigga drunk as hell. I met the preacher's wife, and I was thinking clearly, preacher's wife, preacher's wife. I'm saying the best man. Mm. 
No, like she had did the only movie she had did before this was The Bodyguard. The Bodyguard was like her first movie that was ninety two, and then you know in ninety five she had Way Next Hell. Ninety six was The Preacher's Wife, and then ninety seven she did uh, Cinderella. Damn, that's it. And then twenty twelve, she wasn't. She was a singer. Twenty twelve was she? Yeah. In, she was in Sparkle. Yeah, she was the. She was the mama. She was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that was the yeah. last. That was the last role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know what? I remember she that. I remember that. that. No, she was just not. And I, if any, if anything, I think in Cinderella she played herself. God damn it! She was like, <laughs> her and Brandy had that relationship already. Like that, it wasn't a, a stretch. So, um, yeah. Well, if she wasn't Whitney, if she wasn't the like megastar Whitney, she wouldn't have got no acting roles. Yeah, that wasn't <laughs> good was at all. Not okay. It wasn't phenomenal. No. Mm-hmm. Um. Did you guys have anybody that you thought was on their way up as far as like actresses? Because you can't say Angela Bassett because she yeah. was already Angela I feel Bassett. like everybody was kind of, I don't know, well, I won't say established, but like in the black community. Oh. like Because it, it depends on if you're looking at it from that, the perspective of everybody else or like black true. households. Because mm-hmm. in black households, niggas love Loretta Devine. Like it was. Do. Do. <laughs> uh, so like, I don't know. I feel like I think, black folks. We mm-hmm. knew them already. We knew most of the characters. You had seen them in other things. That's yeah. That's exactly it. Um, I think Donald Faison was on his way. Mm. Because yeah. I don't. Yeah. Whenever Clueless came out, I can't remember. It had to have. I think it was after. But I do know, like with Scrubs, and yeah. I want to say he did. Did he not do another movie? I don't know. But I think with the the length, as many seasons that Scrubs has under mm. it, and with him being the yeah. co lead, I I think. There's no like white people know this nigga. Like yes. he is a white household name. Yes. And we emphasize white because you know, you know why. Not because we <laughs> care about how the fuck they feel. But um I, I think Donald Faison. Oh like, like, yeah, fuck them. Yeah. Man. I don't blame nah, like Clues actually before this movie. Okay. So then yo, he definitely was on his way up. Yeah. I think you went from Clueless to Way to Exhale. Yeah. Nigga, yeah. what? Like can't, you do a movie with Alicia Silverstone and then a movie with Whitney Houston? Can't hardly wait. Can't hardly wait. Ninety eight was a big movie. Um, he was in that. He, I, I, he was in now. Mm-hmm. I forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> How old was he? Can't hardly wait. And then, seen that? It's not. It's a movie. yeah. It's not. <laughs> it's <like laughs> you know, he ended up getting into Remember the Titans and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, his run on Scrubs. Is, I, I I try to stick. I try to stick instead of talking about TV and nothing. Okay. Not to say this is bad. I just try to make see what they were doing as far as like oh, movie wise. Well, we ain't including TV. No, because I think even on like the Clueless TV series, I think he played Murray. So mm-hmm. if we're not including that. Then, but Clueless came out in '95 too, though. Like, but this was December, so yeah, it would have came out before. Um. He was in Remember the Titans? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. I think he was on his way up as far as, like, acting-wise. He just ended up getting that great. Sometimes shit just hit. Scrubs hit for him, and I think he was just like, I'm going to stay in this lane for a while and just keep getting this consistent check. Because Scrubs was one of the biggest shows on NBC at the time. It was one of the biggest Mm -hmm. shows in, you know, America. So, again, internet wasn't what it was. Like, it's that was a very... That was a t- again a time. If it hit and you got on somebody's wave, then mm-hmm. you were good. Yeah, most definitely. And that was the same. That was the silly bro humor that appealed to so many people. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, 
Yeah, I I love Scrubs. Yeah, from what I, I do, remember. Yeah, Scrubs was hilarious until they went to ABC. Kenneth is synonymous with insurance. Which one of them insurance companies did he do the voice for? Um, <laughs> hold on, don't tell me. They ain't Liberty Mutual. He's the. I'm, th- I'm thinking 24. Y'all, I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move past that. Was any actors on this movie on the on the way down? All state. All state <laughs> was any move any actors in this movie on the way down? Um, because I don't have anybody listed on there. Yes, and I don't think it Layla really Rashad. was. Mm, see, I was scared to say that. I see. I wanted no, to say. That. What did she? Why do fools fall in love? <laughs> And fucking wait till he said, I don't know her from nothing else. She looks like Robin Givens. Like, they have the same aesthetic. <laughs> but, like, just because you look like a motherfucker don't mean you're on your way up. No, she's on her way down. She's going down, down, now, baby. Don't sleep in the rain. Sweet, sweet, baby. See, see, why is it when I do have somebody listen, everybody be like, I don't know about that. But when I finally be like, I ain't going to listen to What the fuck has she been in? Nigga, <laughs> no. Nah, because this is, at this point, this is just facts. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> no, we ain't got to go through the list. I no, agree I'm with looking. you. I need to see, goddammit. <laughs> Any given Sunday. Okay, uh-oh. Wait a minute. That was related. Me. Uh-oh. The big hit. Oh, maybe she was on the way up. Oh. Don't do David that. Makes me... None of no, the movies. Like this. No, the only big movie out of all of those, I would I would say um, um, Any Given Sunday, and that was actually considered a flop, so mm. we ain't going to do that. Well, she was... Oh, she was in Brooklyn's Finest. Like, I don't know. Next Man. category. <laughs> Next category. <laughs> so this is this this this. I originally thought of the I want my Oscar category for overacting, but it looks like we actually have been giving people their flowers on this category. So yeah. I, I most that. De- so let me just say this. Of course, Angela Bassett should get her Oscar for this role. I've already uh, said that. But I'm a, let me just say this. If it was anybody who overacted in this movie, it was Michael Beach as John. I just feel like he was just a, I'm what? trying to, just the way he was, the way he was talking and I'm trying to tell you that I he want to. Like he's talking like an Oreo. Think he better than niggas. I, yeah. I think he was, oh, he could have. <laughs> He I was think he could like t- a nigga who didn't th- who didn't got too big for his britches and, and forgot his where he came from and feel that. like he got his little white woman mm-hmm. and feel like he above now. <laughs> Which that bitch didn't have the credentials that uh fucking Bernie did. Even but whatever. Um I, I'm you gonna get me going. Uh, um I don't I don't think he overacted. I think he played that just I think he played that particular Bryant Gumbo. As I felt I, he was in the theater. I'm in the theater trying to make but, sure that. But see, I know niggas like that. I, <laughs> I, I, we've seen niggas like that. Like, I think he's very much, like you said, I'm a nigga who is light skinned with a good job, and I need to start over with this white woman on I my got arm. Business. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm above you, Negroes. Like, yeah. I, you know, I rub mm-hmm. elbows with, with the finest. Like, mm-hmm. I just wish he would have played his. I wish he would have just played his character from Soul Food. That's but how he, he really hit it. No, <laughs> that would have made no sense. I, like, I don't money. know. Now, Troy couldn't have <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I was going to say, Troy played, that, look, Troy uh, played a very good nigga. <laughs> he did. He did. That, you raggedy bitch, I will never, to the day I die, that will always be a part of my vocabulary. Like, you <laughs> raggedy bitch. So, I don't... 
don't know. Maybe Onika. She kind of overacted, I think. <laughs> Onika. The daughter. Oh, stop. <laughs> um, I don't I don't think anybody really overacted. I think everybody really portrayed these people. I just feel like John was just a theater. He just felt like he was in no, the theater. That, so. That's valid. I just don't think that was overacted. I think that was actually lended itself to that particular character. Because, again, mm-hmm. like you think of the 90s. And for me, when I think of black people, I think of like HBCUs. I think of people in the hood who I knew. Mm. I think of just regular ass black people. But then when I see people like him, I think of my cousins going to college and them having these sadiddy up the ass friends. Mm. And then you know everybody got that bougie auntie, you know. And and so it's I I um, associate him with certain things that though he's talking a little bit weird, like I've seen it firsthand, mm. acted out. You know, so mm-hmm. for me, he he did what he needed to do. He mm. he just he cold switched and couldn't switch back. Ah, <laughs> say that. That's it. That's exactly it. He got stuck. He got stuck. <laughs> <laughs> he got stuck. Yo, he got stuck. Uh, up and it's up. Next category was there a Clifton Powell sighting? No, there wasn't. But yes. I gotta ask you guys: Would he have been a good Troy? Hell, mm, Troy. Damn, back then, let me see. What Clifton Powell is Troy. Do you think Clifton Powell could have been Troy in this movie? I, I think know. Clifton Powell played pretty good drunk. But I got to see him in the 90s. I'm looking him up in the in Clifton Powell in 1995. I, I don't. I mean, the actor who he we got. He did such a good role as Troy. Like, I really, it's hard for me to see I think Clifton Powell else in another did. best. I think, I think Clifton Powell could have did a great job. Just off of him playing Chauncey in Minister Society alone was like this nigga can play any role possible. <laughs> just, yeah. just, to, just to see him play Troy and as, as a drunk, he done played a drunk before on uh caught up when he was playing mm-hmm. drunk. Man, come on, man, Clifton Powell. I can't wait till next season. Second season, we gotta have some movies with Clifton Powell in this because we can talk <laughs> about this man's genius as an actor. Yeah, I, I think he could have did it. I think he could have. I don't trust this nigga in nothing. There's nothing he's in. This nigga could walk in my house and he I played, wouldn't trust him. He played Martin Luther King. He played Martin Luther King before, if I'm not mistaken. He, I still didn't trust him. <laughs> nah, nah, nigga. Like, he, yeah, no. I think he could have done it, but I can't picture him in the 90s yeah. to be like if he would be good visually. Not that, not like attractiveness, but like literally him in the 90s, what did he look like? Yeah. But I know acting-wise, he would have killed this shit. <laughs> shit, he could have, yeah, he could have played any one of these niggas, but Troy for sure. Yes. Uh next category. I'm gonna start with I'm gonna let you start it off to uh Red. Could this be made in 2021? Yes. Movie, show, yes. which one you want to go with? Huh? I said movie or show, which one would you like to see it as in 2021? If it was remade. I mean, I feel like it was like a drama. Mm-hmm. I don't, so I don't know, but like, I feel like shows about black friendships have happened. So like living single mm-hmm. um, and they all were going through their own little stuff. It just was a comedy and not the drama mm-hmm. that this was. So I, I would say a, a movie. I would like to see it as a movie. It could be remade because it. The and I mean, it could be literally the same situation. Hey. Mm. Like the being left for a white woman. 
hundred percent could be like even today it has more. <laughs> Come on, all this shit being going left on for a, being left <laughs> for a Kim, being left for a Kim Kardashian. Fuck, there's still a white woman. It's yeah. not a black woman. Them hoes is coated as white. <laughs> I don't care if their daddy is Armenian. They're coated as white, and them surgeries very much got them black silhouettes on white bodies. No, they're still white women. But no, yeah, the stories, the everything, Bernadette story, being there for somebody that that uses you and then walks away, like all mm-hmm. of it is timeless. So yeah, it hundred percent could be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rain, man, hell no, no, yeah, it could. Um, I would want it to be a series, though. Mm. I wanted to be a series only because I feel like we didn't spend. Not that we didn't spend <laughs> enough time, because the movie is good. But I, I feel like with the way in which we consume media today, making it a streaming series is going to be the same as people going to see it in theaters. Because mm-hmm. people will sit down and watch a whole series, yeah. you know, for you know, eight, nine, ten, thirteen hours. Um, however, you could also do the weekly release like some shows are doing, and I think this I show would prefer is good that. enough that it will compete with like a Greenleaf. Um, what's the one about Saints and Sinners? No, no, no. no. Uh, that's always my answer because people love that show, and I don't know why. Oh, I don't know. That sounds Tyler Perryish. I'm, I don't know. We can stay away from that. Um, what is the? Was it Greenleaf? It's another like black, but you know, like those more high end, for lack of a better term, um, more thought out, thought provoking yeah. black mm-hmm. series. And uh, and again, for me, it goes back to Arizona. My aunt lived in Arizona. I visited maybe three times in my life as a child. So for me, seeing black people in Arizona, that's geographically you're in a space that hasn't been portrayed with a lot of black faces in media in the past. Mm. And for a place that's like, you know, you go to California, you go to Atlanta where it's warmer, you can like manipulate the climate to your liking and whatnot. You don't see Arizona. Just let me see what the fuck it's like to just be living in damn mountains and in the desert and shit. Like, cause (laughs) that black culture much like DC with go-go music, New York with hip hop, uh, LA with whatever black folks do in LA, I don't know, gang culture, whatever, just whatever. <laughs> what I'm saying is there is a black culture in Arizona that could, I'm sure be highlighted throughout a series much better than like a movie. So mm. make Arizona a whole nother character. Black character. Mm. So, I would need a Troy episode. Like I would want. I'm so fucking lootly. Yeah, I, 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 yes. Give him a peach. Let him be on the Real Housewives of Waiting to Exhale. I want this nigga there. Like, just fucking shit up. And his mama. Just inviting everybody. I want to meet his mama. I want to see what his mama looked hey, like. Hey. <laughs> the whole family. He seemed like he had one of them really fucked up black people. Oh God, my yes. God. I, and also make it a period piece. I'm sorry. I don't want no 2021. I mean, yeah, it could be made in 2021, but like, throw me back in the 90s. I want court phones and pagers. I, I would actually want it. So I answered yes to this question. I wanted Netflix. I wanted 10. I want a 10 episode show. And I want it from each woman's perspective. I would want it hmm. from their point of view um, in each episode. And I would, I would. I would love to see this made on Netflix and I would like for it to be, I don't want, I don't think it would work if it was been bingeable. Like, I don't mm. like that. I would, I would want them to go episodic. I would want them to go um, every week, you know, like it would come on every Thursday 
or come out and drop every Thursday or something like that. Mm-hmm. I would want it that way just to be able to savor the moments and have really good cliffhanger episodes about mm-hmm. different things that was happening. I'd love to see this in a 10 episode Netflix show and just kind of um, kind of just I go agree. with it. Kind of like how they did. She's got to have it. I think that they did a really good job with transitioning that from a movie into a show. And I I don't think, you know, this is me getting on my soapbox. I don't think that show got a fair break when they canceled it. I think they canceled it on some bullshit because it was a really, if I don't know if y'all watched She's Gotta Have It this First show, season, but it was a good show to me. I thought it was a really good show. So mm. <laughs> I hate you, Rain. It I, was a show that was on Netflix. I thought it was good. So it was very good. Anyway. With your drunk ass. <laughs> ah, <nigga. laughs> next, next category. Who do you recast in this movie, and why? Two people, if you have any. I actually have three. Damn, nigga. I mean, I agree rules. that Lila Rashawn's character could be recast, but I feel like everybody else. I just can't. <clears throat> I just I. I don't feel like it's necessary. I feel like they all, and because this movie is so iconic now, mm-hmm. when I think of these particular cast members, like when I think of the characters, I think of these specific folks. Leela Rashawn is the only one that is kind of like, eh. <laughs> if, if she was changed out, eh. So, right. And I don't really know who I would even exchange her with. I I actually got her recasted <laughs> me too, <laughs> already. Do you want to go next, or do do you want me to go next, Ray? How you want to do this? Um, you can go ahead and go breaking the rules already. How am I breaking no, the rules? Ahead, right How am I breaking the rules? You, you said two, nigga. You said I got five. No, but <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Drunk ass nigga. Um, anyway, with your drunk ass, <laughs> you ain't said nothing but a word. <laughs> I'll do my most controversial one probably last. Um, so Kenneth was uh, Savannah's boyfriend. The, the, I would, I this is, I don't know how y'all feel about this, but I, for some strange reason, I would put Blair Underwood as Kenneth. Mm, I can see that. I can see that. I think Blair Underwood would have made a better, like the dude who played Kenneth, the Allstate guy, is a little too stiff. <laughs> for me, I don't know what it was, but I feel like Blair Underwood would have did a lot, been a lot smoother, and I think he would have played that character Kenneth a lot better than what. I just really like his voice, so like. But that's like, all he got. So therefore, he is smooth. You <laughs> <laughs> said the voice like he got. Fuck. Okay. Well, fuck you. <laughs> I love his voice. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. Like he just has to, oh that voice. Right, but I just feel like Blair Underwood would have. I think he would have did a better job. Like playing. over the phone, you think like that? Tell my baby girl. Tell my baby girl, daddy. Yeah. Fucking boy. He ain't smooth enough for me. Mm. Um, second recast, Robin. Um, instead of Lulu Rashawn, and I, y'all might think I'm crazy, but I think it would have worked. I would have put Nia Long in that in that role. She would have been coming. Young. She would have been coming off of. She would have came off of Friday. She would be coming off of Friday. She was too young. Though. She wouldn't have fit in with the the other women. Like it would have been <sighs> believable that they were all friends. Hmm. 
like her and, and can you see her and um Loretta Divine being besties? Like, but that's the thing too. Lila Rashawn was playing like to me. It felt like she was playing a young role because she was so dumb yeah. with everything. Well, she, she felt like she was playing like I don't know nothing about these niggas. This nigga do coke. Know. This nigga come and fuck me all the time. Michael comes and fuck she me. She's like an immature ass older woman. Like, she yeah, was like. Like their ages seem to match. She just seemed like the mm-hmm. immature one out of the group. Yeah, I think Nia Long would be yeah. young. Like she would seem young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. Especially next to them, like ne- next to Angela Bassett. Like, come on, like they physically, definitely... like them next to yeah. each other. Mm-hmm. Not even acting wise. Like, they could have gave her some heels, made her look tall or something. Her body, <laughs> nigga. Think about fucking Friday, and was, I know that was she, later, but think well, about she, Friday. She was coming off, she would have been, she would have been coming off of Friday. She did Friday, she would have been coming off of Friday. Well, I look think at she... her body, I don't, well, I don't know. I, I feel you. This show, feel you. this show, this show <laughs> cast, nigga. I just think Neil Long might have did a better job as Robin, but like, then... Boom! <laughs> no, JK. JK. So, like, he's oh, so okay. drunk. So I, drunk. I, um, And then, Bernie's husband, John, <sighs> this is going to sound as typical as it possibly could because they ca- they ki- they chemistry is so good it would have worked. I would have yeah, met Lawrence Fishburne yeah. as John. The chemistry was so good and they act off each other so well. I just feel like I just feel like Lawrence Fishburne would have been a, a really good John because they him in that role though. Like they have good chemistry, but like. I can't see him in that role. I can't see him being John. Okay. Like, and again, he didn't play the bad. Like he was Ike Turner. Mm-hmm. Like, he's yeah. capable of it. But like, I don't know. Or I can't see him as like a white woman loving. <laughs> let me ask, let me throw something else out there to you. And I just thought about this. Let's take away Wesley Snipes as that big character and let's make Mr. Snipes John. He looks like he's like white John. women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maxima Jackson with yeah. Let's make let's make the Snipes John instead. And then John. Let's just I switch the room. Who gonna play, who well, we'll, play we'll, play, we'll let uh the dude what is it, Larry Beach, what is his name? Michael Beach. We'll let Michael Beach play the little bit role. Just swap them out. Yeah, just swap them around. And let 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 Wesley Snipes walk in and be like, because he can do it. She doesn't oh, want to yeah. be alone tonight. Let that nigga get that line. Wesley Snipes coming in. But can you see Angela Bassett laying with that little ass nigga after going to court with Wesley Snipes? She gonna be the big spoon, man, with his big fitting suit. Fuck him. Nah, nah, nigga, you gotta swap him up. We gonna swap him. Get rid of that nigga altogether. Shit. Or switch him off for a woman or something if you gonna have this little nigga in the bed with her. Like, no. Actually, switch her out for a white woman. That'd be a twist. Your husband had left you for a white woman, and now you spooning with this white woman. Oh, my oh God. what the fuck? Well, look at here. Somebody <laughs> let him out of somebody <laughs> has let is. Rain out of his cage tonight. <laughs> Nigga. And then she's like, I, I know your husband left you, but I am a white woman. It's like, oh, I didn't know. Sister. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> did you have any recasting? Those are my oh, recasts. Yeah. Rain, did you have any recastings? Oh, several. One, Forrest Whitaker, switch him off for Spike Lee. No, um, so for Ken, I would actually change him to Clifton Powell. Oh, because I, I think that if if you, I again, I love his voice too. I'm all for Allstate. 
I'm all for that. 24, <laughs> president in 24. But I think that Clifton Powell would have given him more of an edge that, to me, would have made sense that Savannah was still pining after this nigga. And, like, now I'm finally fed up. Because I feel like with Ken, he's a, he's a good guy. He's kind of a, like, doofy-ass, like... He just stiff. Substitute teacher. Yeah, like, he does, to me, he doesn't have the flavor... I know that is very generic, but the flavor that I think somebody who, like, to me, Clifton Powell would have called Savannah's mama. Ken, I don't, I, sure, but like. And the the actor's name is Dennis Haysbert. Haysbert. Yeah. President Snow. I don't know. But like, uh, I do, but I think he did good. I like like the movie, but I just Mm -hmm. think Clifton Powell. Now that you mentioned him, uh, I think he would have done a better job at, um, or he would have maybe evoked more emotion from the audience, but then he might have even outacted Whitney. So maybe mm-hmm. that's not a good choice. <laughs> she was like, oh, you know, you're just a no good rap. Girl, shut the fuck up. You, you say everything that's in the same volume. Shut up. So, <laughs> um, and also, I would switch out Robin with Halle Berry. Now, the reason I chose Halle Berry is because I just watched Why Do Fools Fall in Love. Oh, she fucking killed it in that role. And that could and so I know you had mentioned before, Red, about how that particular character in that role is like, oh, anybody could do it, which I I agree. But I think the way in the 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 energy that Halle Berry brought to her character in Why Do Fools Fall in Love, <laughs> though it's a biopic and you're like based off of whatever, I I think that energy translated to Robin, where I'm still a bit naive, but I'm still, I don't know, like the throwing the oranges and shit, that was funny and everything, but I feel like you take that motherfucker from Why the Fools Fall in Love and you put her in this film, and it's like, mm. I think it's a whole nother, and I think she would have delivered that that line so much better and with much more emotion about her losing that baby. Mm-hmm. Like that scene in particular, I think that's the scene that Though anybody could play Robin, that's the scene you have to get right. And I don't think, I don't think, um, Layla, I don't think Layla, Layla I don't think she, okay. and she was mm. in with them. Like, mm. I didn't even I think about that. Yeah, she, think, she did yeah. audition for the role, so I don't know how. She, well, I mean, well, you told us how she didn't get it, but fucking that was <laughs> fucked up. Um, and I would also switch out, um, Onika, and I'm not even being funny, like the little girl. I think what her brother outshined her. I know there was like very small scenes. That was just for the sake. That little girl didn't do nothing. That girl, look, if you don't, for y'all, for people who don't know, that was the original daughter and my wife and kids who got replaced by the light skinned girl. Oh, no. Well, you get replaced again, boo. This is not just that. Gots to see it through, my boy. Gots to see it through. No, I, <laughs> but no, like she was like, no, oh, mommy, why are we still in daddy's? Like, oh, shut up. Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> what, did this, what did this little girl do to you? Good. I don't know, man. I was no, just talking because, shit. Look, no, make it good. That wouldn't work because you right. got to remember that these are black kids that the daddy had in these white schools. Oh, yeah. So they yeah, you're right. whitewashed black kids. You're I think right. she did a good job for what No, you're was. right. You bringing it up. You're absolutely right. Onika, you you good this time. <laughs> but, or bringing that little girl from Bernie. No, she's too young. She would have been like a little baby. Never she, mind. 
she had too much flavor. They, they, these are whitewashed black. I'm saying these are whitewashed black kids. That little girl had too much soul to be in this You're right. Like, they needed somebody that could be this right. uptight. Some, yeah, in the sunken place. Yeah. Been going there around is. these white kids all my life. Like, they uh-huh. needed <laughs> You're right. Yeah, Onika, you won, but did you really win? <laughs> she, she's the one who's, who was going down. She wasn't known to come up. What did she do? Got, Got replaced on my wife. Every turn. Yeah. Colorism, y'all. Are, <laughs> she just losing y'all that fight to colorism. No, her daddy is terrible. He left her mama for a white woman. <laughs> Shit. After he passed the paper bag test, he wanted to act brand new. But no, I said that's all I got. Them two, you know, and Forrest Whitaker. But, you know. <laughs> this nigga said, "And Forrest Whitaker, you ought to be shaming yourself." He no, did he a great job. Ashamed. He did hope floats. No. <laughs> Oh, have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? Never mind. I know what's Nothing. wrong. A few <laughs> a Yo. few unanswerable questions that I, I don't know if we'll ever get the answers to. What the hell did Michael say to Robin to get a date? How did that go? I think that she he was it wasn't him. It was what he represented. Like yep. he didn't have to say nothing. She he had a good job. Mm-hmm. He had money. He was in a, a respect. Like I don't I don't think he really had because it wasn't about him. Yep. It's the same way that these women, these go like <laughs> these women that get with these uh like tech people who are boring as fuck, but <laughs> they got people. money. <laughs> <laughs> he do got money, girl. He got money, girl. Oh, shit. I'm gonna make it work. Um, yeah. While I'm riding around in my brand new bins, like mm-hmm. he, and he even he nothing. promised her that shit too. Like after yeah. they got done, he was like, "Yeah, what do you want? You know, I have two houses. I got a yeah. boat. I got a kid." And that's oh, that's another scene that I felt like Halle Berry would have done well, better. But yeah, he represented everything she wanted. She wanted a family. Yeah. She wanted mm-hmm. a man. And I was thinking like, sis, your kids, like you <laughs> jeans, you can't you can't just be procreating with any goddamn body. Like, that's the mama you need to see first. Cause like I mean, but look, look, Jeff Bezos is a weird looking man. Mm-hmm. Bill Gates is a weird looking man. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Facts. But facts. they have millions of dollars. Yeah, for sure. No oh, Lord yes. have mercy. Good Jesus. <laughs> all right <laughs> damn well i guess that character did get answered um uh-huh widow's peak this is the best that this actor or actress is going to get onika <laughs> why do you hate this little girl this little girl did not do it was anything no i was just saying i was just saying she no, is a she child see <laughs> We was the same age. Shit. Are God you damn it? Are you mad because you had a better life than you did? You ought to be yes. ashamed of yourself. God damn it. How dare she? No. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh Widow's Peak, Lila Rashawn. Y'all already said it. We shit. What the hell? She didn't do nothing else after this. Not well, she did, but her acting career was just not where it needed to be at. I don't think she got it. I think it was about as best as she 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 got as she could do. Then a poor husband cheated on her in real life. She just just have it hard, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Layla, oh, yeah, Layla, I guess Layla was trying. y'all. So I guess y'all agree. This is Layla yeah. Rashad. Yeah, her and Onika. Yeah, like that's yeah. She didn't really <laughs> leave that little girl alone. Just, <laughs> what? <laughs> Talking about Robbins. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I think she was the only one actually, and that's kind of sad. Cause 
I mean, she did stuff, but I feel like everybody else did bigger stuff. Right, man. right. Like, whoa. Right. Yikes. Because shit, didn't Loretta Devine do Boston Legal? Yeah. Boston Public? Yeah. Like, and that was like, but whatever. Yeah, so her. She did it. <laughs> she lost. She lost the movie. <laughs> last, <laughs> last category. Who won the movie? Red. Who won the movie in your eyes? Actress, character, it don't matter. Whichever one you want to go with. Actress-wise, Angela Bassett, for sure. Like, her acting skills. She outacted everybody else in the movie. She just did. <laughs> Character-wise, Troy! I'm sorry! It's going to always be Troy! I don't know what you want me to say! I'm sorry! <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to always be Troy! <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he just... He said that... Him, his character really just says that. And, I, and again, it's because he relatable. And I've dated him and I have him in my feet. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but Angela Bassett, as like, you felt every emotion that you were supposed to feel yeah. in watching her portray that whole series of events. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, she won. Okay. You skipped the soundtrack too, and I want to talk about that. Oh shit! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did skip it. I'm sorry. Did the soundtrack slap? I'm sorry. Let's go back real quick. Yes. Sitting up in my room. I'm looking at it right now. The fuck? I'm just name somebody. What is wrong with? You? I'm so done with I'm you today. You, man. you are. You are. <laughs> it was good. Uh, Probably one of the. Up in my room, Brandy. Oh, count on me. Whitney Houston, mm-hmm. CC Houston. Um, of course, not gonna cry. Iconic. Let me tell you mm-hmm. something. That black lipstick, that swoop, them glasses. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Iconic. That nigga said I was your lover and your secretary working yeah. every day of working the week. Every day, every day, every day of, every the, day of the week. When no one else was there. Helping you get all your, your feet. Eleven years. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's funny? I'm pretty sure Mary J. Blige lived that life. Yeah, I, 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 I'm pretty. <laughs> she maybe switched out two things, and that was the yep. and it. Right. Like everything else, that was all her. Oh, uh, she was singing that song to KC. Fam. Let it flow, Tony Braxton. Exhale. Hey. Shoot. Hey. So I mean, why does it hurt so bad? Like the whole album. They even had the TLC on album. him, by the way. Huh? TLC was on here. Which which song? That's how it works. Oh, this how this is. How this it how it works. That was probably at the coke party. That was like, where else, <laughs> where else you gonna play that upbeat ass song in this movie? <laughs> oh man, but yeah, uh, Aretha Franklin. I mean, it just yeah. R and B is R and B at his at his as it as at its best. Yeah, there's no. You're not getting soundtracks like this no more. No. Like, <laughs> I was your lover and your second. That video. Yes. Mary J. Blige did the video with Arizona in the background, where the house mm-hmm. was in the background. Mm-hmm. And she didn't eat. She just rocking, just <laughs> laying it out. Just, <laughs> just rocking. Yo. Yeah, she did that. Auntie did that. She. That song, ooh. like, please. That's your mm. job when no one else was there. Help me get on your feet. Oh Jesus. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she Sorry. I I'm sorry. I I I, I was scrolling too fast. It's Rain. Yeah. Who yeah. won the movie? 
Uh, two people or three. One, Angela Bassett, clearly. But as far as characters are concerned, Troy and that white woman. I'm sorry. They both won. They won. That white woman won. Nigga, come on. You fuck with this man. man. Nope. Hold up. You fuck with this man. You get him to leave his wife. You don't have to take the kids. He still has this high power position. You were a secretary. You are now the wife of a nigga that's on the board at this company. Sure, you got slapped by his ex-wife, but like, what the fuck? That's fine. One slap from this motherfucker, and I've been fucking your husband for, I would assume, at least a year. No. Troy and that white woman, they both won. I don't give a fuck. Troy, off of personality alone, and I know he didn't stop the fuckery when the credits rolled. He kept, he went on to some other poor, unfortunate girl and fucked her life up too. He probably met that white woman at the coke party too. Like, hey, you know somebody named? Almost oh, definitely, I know her name. But no, I think Troy and that the white woman, they both won. Like, they the one who came out on top. These niggas, Troy, Troy didn't get um, Robin pregnant, and the and he. From his point of view, you realize she was a raggedy bitch, and you moved on. Like they they came out unscathed. So for me, it's Troy and it's the white woman. Tell me I'm wrong, man. Tell me I'm wrong. That white woman won. You she you, fucking won. You literally just broke it down, and I can't Nigga, tell you. I can't won. tell you wrong. She won, and you ain't even have to go to court. Like your husband, with the, like you know this nigga. Whatever he lost from. Bernie, he's going to make back. Like, this didn't affect... If she came in and slapped you and cussed him out and he didn't lose his job, then white men need him. <laughs> you good. You good. So, yeah, I'm Troy and oh. the secretary working every day of the week. I'm so <laughs> dead. <laughs> Shit, white women be white women. And oh, my white God. Women I'm so weak so right now. <laughs> she, I'm so weak. Hey. And Onika, she wanted to... <laughs> You, you and this look. On <laughs> <laughs> so for me, <laughs> I guess I was just simple simpleton. I just said Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett yeah. was so good in this movie, and she continued to grow as an actress, and she continued to get really good, great roles. And then when you see him, and when you see her in Black Panther, and just like mm, the just Which, the the go ahead, um. Her and Wesley Snipes, and I know the MCU is still an ever-growing thing, but like they tell in the whole comic book cinematic universe. Mm. He literally kicks it off with Blade, and she like rounds out with like all that Black Pride and shit in Black Panther. I know there's more movies that came and whatever else, but them two niggas from hooking up or spooning in the bed to like this shit, they could meet again. <laughs> In this alternate universe, you know what I'm saying? They'd be like, he a vampire, she a queen in Africa, but you know, let's go to Pound Town. You know, no white women been hurt in the making of this movie. I don't know. But hey, so they both on the rise. So. This episode has been brought to you by Stella Rosa. Hello, <laughs> pineapple, il conti, il conti. conti. Seriously, y'all. Y'all so <laughs> yeah, I was very simple with my who won the movie. Um, but y'all make some great arguments, especially the white woman. Why did I think hey, about that? She won. And Troy, I never really thought about Troy winning the movie too, but okay. 
I just said Angela Bassett because she did. I she need did. to stop being so simple and open my mind up a little bit, apparently. Hey, she did win. You won wrong. <sighs> she just won the only one. <laughs> mm. like, all the people, tough. nobody got out unscathed but them two. So. Oh, my Lord. Um, Even Savannah Mama got cussed out, man. She couldn't win. <laughs> she, she lost in the third act. Man. She was like, Whoa! Oh, I'm God. alone. That's all. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, folks, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. We've gone over. Mm. We have gone over. Waiting to exhale. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Red, could you tell everybody how they can get in touch with you if they want to talk to you about this movie? You can find me on Instagram. I'm not a huge social media person, but I am on Instagram. <laughs> at red underscore calamity and also so apparently my podcast is coming back so okay <laughs> uh conversation con artists will in the next few weeks uh we got like a hundred and something episodes if you want to catch up but we will be uh coming back and then we release on tuesdays so you can also um find me if you want to hear some more of my nonsense and with my co-host <laughs> then you can find me on conversation con artist as well rain <laughs> fam i just want to first of all get into this instagram pic uh calamity red looking like um uh cover of a magazine on this motherfucker like <laughs> <laughs> she said ariel who you see this picture she said under the motherfucking sea look at that what? okay <laughs> Y'all better follow her, goddammit, because shit. <laughs> Waited to exhale. No. Shit. Waited to take a breath. Shit. Look at that. Come on now. Oh, my Come God. Come on. Come on. Oh, shit. Okay. Y'all can find me. Uh, if I'm on the block, you know what I'm saying? Good. No. Um, hit me up on Twitter. <laughs> Carefree Blurred on Twitter. The most immediate way to get in touch with me. Carefree Black Nerd on all other social media platforms. Um... Linktree forward slash Carefree Black Nerd, uh, BYK Radio. You know what I'm saying? Catch me out here at the bodega picking up my bottles of wine and shit with the bodega cat, dapping them up and shit. And um, yeah, yeah, catch me back here for the rest of the season. It's going to be a wild, a wild ride. You know what I'm saying? Cole is very <laughs> insulting over a lot of it. But like, nigga, if you want to know about good movies, you want to know about good movies, nigga. <laughs> I tell you about good movies. Oh my god! So stay tuned. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm out. <laughs> okay, this is the funniest episode we've done. Bro, right, what, this is man, crazy. And if you guys want to catch me on Twitter, it's at Cole Jackson 12 And if you want to catch me on Instagram, it's at Cole Jackson underscore BYNK. And make sure you guys follow the podcast on Twitter at We Watch This. Um, we will be posting stuff on a regular basis pertaining to the movies that we talked about. And again, this year, this, uh, this season's theme is the nineties. So guys, make sure you, uh, send us some nineties stuff. If you want to just add us. Mm -hmm. Well, that's it, folks. We did it. We did it. We got through waiting exhale and maybe we'll exhale after, (laughs) after we get finished by Jesus. Next movie gonna be pressure, y'all. <laughs> I, I will not be a part of that. <laughs> Jesus, Christ. yo, fly girl. We don't have enough time. Okay, <laughs> everybody, thank you 
Thank you for listening. We watch this and we'll catch you guys next time. Take care. Radio. Radio.